Dionisio at the plate. He's over two today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's oh, it's raining now. Happy New Year, everybody. This is Rain Delay Theater, the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Swakowski. Uh, this is our first episode of 2022, um, and we are recapping an NHL hockey game for you uh, where the Chicago Blackhawks took on the Colorado Avalanche at the United Center, uh, our first hockey game uh, for this podcast. And uh, one of our first hockey games ever and our collectively second <laughs> hockey game ever between the two of us. Uh, but uh, first, uh, this is episode number 149. So, Jack, who's your 149 guy? Uh, it was kind of slim pickings, um, but I picked Matt Joyce. Okay, nice. Yeah, nice. there you go. So Matt Joyce, 149 career home runs. Um, I, Jeremy, I don't know if you have his baseball reference page up, but... If I was to ask you, like, who would you, what team would you associate Matt Joyce with? What would you say? You know, that's a good question. Um, I even, you know, I can't, I mean, I'm, I'm like stumped now for who he started off with. Was it the, I don't think it was the Angels. <laughs> like, honestly, right now I want to say the, the Athletics, but I know he spent more time with the first team he was with, which I can't place right now. Well, you're probably thinking of the Tampa Bay Rays, who he spent, uh, it looks like, six seasons with. Okay. Um, but he did not even start out with them. Uh, I'll give you one guess as to who he started out no, with. No, I, I pulled it up. I pulled it up. Okay. So. <clears throat> but I will say this. I did not realize he played that many years for the Rays. Because I was going to say Rays' second team. Um, but uh, I had no idea he played six years with the Rays. That's crazy. No. Yeah, uh, that, that's a long time for, for a guy like that to be with one team. Uh, started off his career in 2008 with Detroit. Um, hit 12 homers and 240-plus uh, at-bats. Uh, but yeah, in the last seven years, he's played on six different teams. Uh, he played in 2021 with the Phillies um, at age 36, but you could have fooled me. Uh, oh, he hit 091 in yeah. 55 at-bats. That's, that's <clears throat> dreadful. He hit two homers. Uh, two of his 149 career home runs. He's one of those guys that uh, is just a career bench player. Um, it's kind of baffling how he, he can just hang around. I guess if you're a left-handed guy with power, um, you'll do that. But uh, just like some of the guys you've been posting about on Twitter uh, the last couple of days, Jeremy, uh, this is a guy where if you weren't alive and following baseball at the time that he was playing, you're probably not going to remember who he was. Yeah, I mean, I always thought he was pretty much like a replacement level guy. And then like, uh, yeah, he made an all-star team in 2011. Um, I, you know, I guess he had kind of okay. Like power numbers. I mean, like he hit 25 homers for Oakland, which is pretty good. I feel like in Oakland, he only hit 243 though, which is not ideal, but um, doesn't, doesn't strike out a lot for modern day game, like modern day players, I guess. But um still not like yeah not a kind of guy who you would like go after in free agency which i feel like happened maybe like with the a's or something i'm not sure but yeah uh you just you just said one of bill schroeder's favorite uh, brewers announcer bill schroeder's favorite phrases <laughs> does doesn't strike out a whole lot he loves <laughs> to say he loves to say that you can listen to that. he says that every every single game um 
I believe I saw one of those 25 home runs with Oakland in 2017. You, you were not at that game with me, but I was uh, I was at a game where he hit a home run. Okay. So, uh, yeah, wow, there, there you go for that. Um, he made 26 – he has made – Twenty-six million dollars in his career up to this point. So, uh, you know, good good for Matt Joyce for hanging around. Yeah, I mean, you can hit two two forty-two for your career and make what what twenty-six million? Would you say twenty-six? Yeah, 20, 26, 26 million and counting. <sighs> that's that seems pretty nice, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not bad. That's not bad work if you can get it. Um, I bet he he probably owns homes in, uh, you know, multiple of the cities that he's played in. So, um, yeah, yeah, good good for Matt Joyce. Uh, and I'm sure he'll he'll uh, be in spring training in 2022 if there's a season. Yeah, true. Um, two of those uh, those two homers he hit last year accounted for two of his five hits last year. So um, he had five. He was five for 55 to get that 091 batting average. So yeah, not great, not great. Something I never knew about him though is that his nicknames as listed by baseball reference are DJ SS or Sweet Swingin. Yeah. Um and his Twitter handle is Sweet Swingin 20. So it it seems like Sweet Swingin is is actually his nickname. That's I mean if there were a nickname police, they would take that away from him. There's no like that's that's ridiculous. It is. Uh, it's it, DJ SS is not as bad as uh, Trevor May being called DJ Hay Beef, but uh, you know it's still bad. Uh, so yeah, that's Matt Joyce. I don't have much else to say about him other than it's it's weird that he's still playing. Um, and it'll be it'd be entertaining if we went to a game next year and he was somehow on on the opposing team. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the odds are with the yeah. I feel like the odds are fairly decent. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, who did you have? All right, Jack. Well, I had um, I had a guy who may pop up eventually uh, in the uh, the hashtag game this year, but um, I had uh, Corey Snyder, Jack. Oh, okay, Corey Snyder. Uh, yeah, tell us about Corey Snyder. I feel like this is kind of fitting in the mold. I feel like I've been doing a lot of these guys recently, like guys who are just before your time, Jack. Um, but mm-hmm. like from the early days of my baseball memories. So Corey Snyder, I remember him as a Cleveland Indian, uh, soon to be uh, Cleveland Guardians. But uh, he was a Cleveland Indian Indian uh, from, from my memory. Uh, he bounced around a lot at the end of his career. Um, I actually had some time to do some a little extra research on Corey Snyder. So Corey Snyder started off really well. He was the number, first of all, he was the number fourth overall pick in 1984. Um, by the uh, by the Indians, uh, out of BYU, um, and uh, he kind of he had a good rookie year. He finished fourth in rookie of the year voting in 1986. Um, was that Canseco? Was that the year? Can, did Canseco win it in '86? Uh, Roger, mm. no, Roger Clemens did. Or no, that's no, that's okay. MV, no, no, sorry, that's MVP. Um, <clears throat> buh, 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 buh. Uh, yeah, yeah, it says Jose Canseco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Canseco, Joyner, Mike Icorn, Mark Icorn, and then uh, Corey Snyder. Well, he like he had a good rookie year, twenty four homers, um, hits two seventy two. Um, then he followed that up with thirty three homers and a two thirty six batting average, so average dipped a little bit. But in his fourth year, apparently he he suffered a back injury diving for a ball, and his career was kind of never the same after that. Um, he got kind of like 
relegated to bench um, <clears throat> duty, like for the uh, for the Indians, and then bounced around to a lot of teams. He was on the White Sox for fifty games in nineteen ninety one, which I do not remember that. Uh, played for Toronto and then San Francisco, which like I kind of remember his stint as as a, as a San Francisco Giant. Um, had kind of decent numbers. Um, then went to the Dodgers and uh, played. Mostly every day, I would say, uh, although he led the league in strikeouts, uh, which is not good. And then he finished his career at age 31 uh, in 1994 with the Dodgers. Um, so, yeah, he got those 149 homers, um, but uh, a lot of them came in his first like handful of years, and then he kind of just bounced around. And, yeah, if the fourth overall pick to be out of the league by age 31 is not great. Um, but, uh, that was, that was Corey Snyder. He was only around for a short time. Yeah. You know, I wonder, Jeremy, looking at his, his, uh, fielding statistics, I wonder how many, you don't really see too many guys who their, their three, three primary positions that they played were outfield, shortstop and first base. Yeah. That's a, that's a strange brew right there of positions played. Yeah, they said that he played. Uh, he did one of those like he played every position but catcher and uh, pitcher in like a game or something. I think uh, mm-hmm. at some point, but yeah, yeah. And he, you know, he was he was six four, one hundred seventy five pounds. So he was he was a skinny guy for being six four. But uh, you know, especially at the time, that was pretty probably pretty big for a shortstop. Um, you know, Cal Ripken was was also playing during that time, and he was also big. But uh, yeah, not not too many shortstops his size. So uh, you know, he's he's kind of a, ahead of his time a little bit. Yeah, I feel like that um, those those stats are misleading because he was kind of like I wouldn't say he was a skinny guy. I feel like he was kind of like a kind of a he seemed from my memory he was a fairly like just a pretty average build, like maybe like sol- like maybe a little more solid. Than, mm-hmm. um, than like lanky or anything, but um, but yeah, like uh, the one thing about Corey Snyder is he like I remember as a little kid thinking like like this is like this is what like a real man looks like. He like seemed like <laughs> he looked like like kind of like just kind of like a hard edged guy. If you look at his baseball reference picture, he kind of looks like a cross between Josh Brolin and like that that character actor Randall Tex Cobb. Do you know that guy, Jack? Um. Yeah. Y- yes. Uh. No. I can't picture him though. I've 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 heard of the guy you're talking about. He's Randall in Texco. He's in Raising Arizona. Um, okay. But he's also in uh the Golden Child, and he's in uh, one of the Naked Guns. He just plays like this. Like he plays like um. Oh, he's in Ernest Goes to Jail too. Um, <laughs> I think he's in Naked Gun actually. No, I'm, I gotta find that. Oh, he's in uh, Ace Ventura. Like he just he played kind of like a just a a criminal. Honestly, like a lot of times, mm-hmm. uh, just like a, a ex-con looking guy, but um, but yeah, so he's uh, he kind of looks like a cross between those guys. Uh, although, like I was reading an article about him, he was like he's from he's from Utah, um, mm. so uh, he's like, and, and it said like he got labeled as like a non not a team player, but he said they because one of the coaches said he would just show up, play, and then go home after the game. But he said like he was like a Mormon, so he like he didn't drink, so he wouldn't like hang around afterwards. Yeah, sure. He went to BYU, it says. Yeah. So um so yeah, that's a that's a side that I did not know of him at the time. But uh Yeah. But yeah. Oh, so I would uh, say I was gonna say he did he looks like Josh Brolin if Josh Brolin was from Utah and not from Los Angeles. <laughs> um oddly enough, Jeremy and I would never be able to 
to know when you did this, but I don't think this is the first time you've you've referenced Randall Tex Cobb I, on the podcast. Yeah, I don't think it is either, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Corey Snyder. Yeah. Those Mormons. They don't even. They don't even allow uh, caffeine on the BYU campus. I don't think so. Um, wow. You know. So there. There. There you go. Uh, yeah. Interesting though, Jeremy. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. So uh, should we get to the game? Yeah. Let's Let's do it. Um, yeah. It was It was a fun time. Like you said, it was It was my. Uh, my first ever hockey game. I guess your second. Um, your yeah. first in the United Center, though, right? That's correct. Yeah, my only previous game. We we teased it uh, at the end of last the last episode, which was uh, you know a couple weeks ago. We did, we did take a, a week. I think we took a week off for for the holidays. But um, but yeah, uh, we um, <clears throat> I went to a game at the old Chicago Stadium. The only time I went to the old Chicago Stadium was uh, a game between the Blackhawks and the San Jose Sharks. I, I pretty much went because I was such a big, I like, like the Sharks, like Jersey and like colors so much. And yeah. I like, I like I, those when I was a kid too. I mean, their team yeah. logo was a shark. Like how cool is that? Well, and like, they were one of those, like those teams in the, any team, like the new teams in the nineties had to have teal or turquoise as a color. And I really liked the color turquoise. And so I'm like, I got to see the sharks like in person. And like, I was like, I think they wore maybe like, the blue or maybe eh, maybe they wore they only wore blue uh sweaters at home and so i was like i was like damn like you know i, I don't get to see that that cool teal sweater but um the significant thing about that game is the reason why i know it i think it, it happened in 1995 i think it was um the only nhl game that ray leblanc played as goalie and uh, ray leblanc like like was the us olympic hockey goalie and uh, I don't know if they – I don't think they won, like, a gold medal or anything. I can't remember now. But he was, like, a Olympic hero. And he, like, signed some kind of, like – I don't know if it was, like, a gimmick contract with the Blackhawks. And he play, He appeared in one NHL game, and that was the game that I was at. So, Wow, um, that's pretty cool. That's like uh, when um, – what's this? Mark Cuban tried to sign Tony Romo to play with the Mavericks for, like, a game. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's not the same thing as that, but I mean, it's you know, it's it's similar, or it's like when uh, Garth Brooks played with the Padres in spring training, if you remember that. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't heard of the uh, the Tony Romo thing. That's kind of <clears> yeah. Funny. It, well, it was that that signing was blocked because uh, the commissioner, I think, who was the Adam Silver, was like, no, like you know, if if you if you're able to do this, then teams that are tanking are just gonna like sign like one a celebrity to play with them for one game just for headlines. So he you know he put the kibosh on it. Which is probably a good thing, but yeah. um, this this uh, Blackhawks thing seems a little more legit than that. Yeah, I don't. You know, I was too young at the time. I was like, I guess I, I was probably thirteen or fourteen at the time, so I, I didn't really remember it too well. But uh, but yeah, so I don't know. Like that was the only time I was at Old Chicago Stadium. I have like vague memories of Chicago Stadium, uh, and then yeah, my first um, my first hockey game at. Uh, at at, uh, at United Center, so yeah, you know, and Jeremy, I I don't mean to get too far ahead of ourselves here, but there was a point, in, you know, near the end of the game last night where uh, you were talking to a guy next to you who was a little younger than you were, and uh, you know, you you <laughs> you let you let uh, let him know that it it was your uh, first Blackhawks game in a in a long time. Those are your yeah. words. You said yeah. it's my first Blackhawks game in a long time, and then the guy said, 
oh, me too. And then I knew he was going to share how long it had been for him. And yeah. I knew whatever figure he gave, it was going to be comically less yes. than uh, than what yours was. He's like, oh, yeah, it's my first one in a long time, too. I haven't been in four years. Yeah. Um, and you, you, did, you did not share the number no. of years uh, after that. Um, after he said that, it, I mean, it would have been funny if he was like, "Oh yeah, I haven't been in a long time too. Like, I haven't been to a game in four weeks." You <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, but... yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I knew. I was like, "That yeah, we'll we'll get into that um, in in a bit." But yeah, those are the people who are sitting right next to us. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, so like we uh, we got these tickets. I, I gotta say, you know, it's um, maybe not the wisest thing to be going to a sporting event these days right now with with Omicron like. <laughs> kind of blowing up like crazy um but uh but we uh, we were trying to get to a game and uh this is the first uh event that's no, the first blackhawks game in the city of chicago since they started um requiring a vaccine although i think that united center was already requiring people to be vaccinated like fans like okay they checked because i went to a, a bulls game like yeah at the end of november and i had to show my vax card so I think they were already doing it, but like this, the, a new ordinance in the city of Chicago went into effect on the third that every like indoor, like restaurant, bar, and like you know sporting event or whatever you have to be vaccinated to enter. So I guess I guess maybe that that's a little peace of mind, but not really. But uh, yeah. I don't know. It was something. So we ended up going to this game, and uh, you know it was looking a little fishy. I mean, the NHL was like took a like a week plus off, like to try to like kind of catch up on like COVID cases because they were having outbreaks and not being able to field teams and stuff. The, the NBA has been going through a lot of issues with that canceled games and stuff. So um, it's been kind of shaky. So I guess it's just a minor miracle that we were healthy enough to go to the game and the game actually happened. Yeah, I mean, if we if we had had tickets for a week before, uh, we, we would have been kind of screwed. Um, and you know, let's uh, let's not forget too that this was my first NHL game of ever. Yeah. Um, so that was exciting. I had been to one minor league hockey hockey game. I went to a Milwaukee Admirals game when I was probably around the same time you went to that. Uh, you know, uh, Blackhawks game it was probably ninety five or ninety six that I went to this game. It was the Milwaukee Admirals versus the Manitoba Moose. I believe um, kind of surprising that a minor league hockey team would travel all the way from Manitoba to Milwaukee to play a game. But, um, <laughs> right. you know, the admirals, I don't, I, I think that they're still in Milwaukee. I, I don't think they play at uh, the Pfizer forum, which is the big arena. They used to play at the Bradley center. I think they moved to the, the shittier, uh, shittier arena down the street. Um, but anyway, yeah. So it, this was my first hockey game in, you know, almost 30 years. Is that um, the same, so, uh, is that the same league that the <laughs> Chicago wolves play in Jack? Yeah, it probably it probably is. Um, okay. is uh, I think it's an yeah. IHL maybe or something. Yeah, and I, I I will admit that you know I don't know how a lot of things in hockey work, but I don't understand how minor league hockey works. Like if certain if it's like the G League in the NBA where certain uh, teams are owned by you know the the NHL teams and like the, those teams are a farm system for their that team's players. I don't know. Um, yeah. I'm ignorant. Do you do you know how that works? No, not really. Yeah. Like I think like I honestly kind of thought that like those teams were all independent and but they kind of like had some sort of like unofficial like affiliation with some of these with some of the NHL teams, but I I don't really know for sure and um yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, uh, so anyway, I, I even made the comment to you, Jeremy. I said, uh, you know, oh, well, the the Blackhawks they they have a chance to convert me to being a fan here. 
Um, I, there is no NHL team in Wisconsin, so I'm a free agent <laughs> as far as my fandom goes. Uh, and maybe I'll really like hockey. Maybe I'll decide to get into it. So, um, you know, will I, will, I, will, will I have ended up enjoying it? Stay tuned. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, so we, um, you know, Jeremy, you came to pick me up. Um, and you had gotten a, uh, bought a parking space, uh, you know, near spot the uh, hero. Yeah. I got, yeah. I went, yeah. Did the spot hero route, which is pretty nice because it was 10 bucks like for the parking, um, which is not too bad considering that when I went to the Blackhawk or the Bulls game earlier this year, I, I was paid $29 for parking like at the United center. So, Oof, yeah. um, it was a little bit of a ways away. Um, but, uh, we, um, you know, if for, for 10, 10 bucks, I don't think it was that bad. Um, easy access and like easy out. Like we didn't have to deal with any traffic. Like the other thing about paying $30 for that bulls parking was that I had to wait in line for like 20 plus minutes to get mm. out of the parking lot. So I don't know. I, I don't mind why it's, it's kind of equivalent to what we do for, for Cubs games. I feel we park like a little bit of ways uh, away and then can kind of get out of there. Yeah, it was, it was probably about a, a 15 minute walk to the United center. Um, it was, it was very cold last night. Um, and even colder the, tonight it's, it's going to drop into the single digits. So now, now it really feels like, like winter outside here. Um, Jack, you gotta Chicago. get your, you gotta get yourself, uh, an Omni heat jacket. <laughs> That's what I'm yeah. rocking. I mean, I, I don't know if I was just cold, Jeremy. I, I was wearing a, I was wearing a hat inside the United Center when we were, <laughs> you know, my, my, you know, my beanie cap or whatever. So uh, maybe, maybe I just um, had a chill last night. But yeah, you, you were, uh, you were nice and toasty, man. And yeah, your jacket, it's one of those jackets where like, you know, you can put the hands like uh, inside and, uh, and like up near like where your, uh, your pecs are, you know, yeah. it's got like pockets there. So yeah, you were all set, man. It's a warm jacket. I never owned a warm jacket in my life, like as an adult. Um, and I just like, I had some like, uh, gift cards, like some, from, from some, uh, some returns that, uh, I was able to kind of parlay into this jacket and I figured, oh, well, I'll, I'll shell out for this jacket and, uh, it's, it's damn warm. Um, we should talk, I guess we didn't really, well, yeah, we, we have it in the notes here, but we, um, we ended up going into the, the, um, the gift shop before we went up to the seats and you know, the, that jacket's really warm when, when you're outside, but as soon as you get inside where the, there's heat, it gets hot really fast. So, uh, by the time we got to our seats, I was, I was pretty toasty for sure. But, um, you know, so to go back, we, we parked, you know, down the, down Madison, um, and we were like walking to the uh, stadium. We originally like it was possibly on the uh, the radar to to stop into the Billy Billy Goat beforehand. Uh, if people are familiar with the Billy Goat from the old SNL sketch from the seventies from the John Belushi era, um, it's uh, that same restaurant, the Cheeseburger, Cheeseburger, Cheeseburger. Um, so they have a location by the United Center. A lot of people go there for Blackhawks games. Uh, the food is really good. It's pretty simple. So, uh, like, you know, I thought maybe we could grab a, a, a burger and, like, a beer or something beforehand. But we um, – time was a little pressed. We, we probably could have made it happen, but we would have been rushing. Um, and then when we got by, it was it was pretty packed with Blackhawks fans. Um, also, like, uh, they were um, as uh, fresh-faced as uh, the hockey – like a hockey player from the <laughs> 70s as well because they, there's no masks whatsoever. Uh, no protection whatsoever. So maybe yeah, they, they the were best. doing doing their impression of that goalie for the Blackhawks. What was his name? Who didn't wear a mask? Yeah, Glenn Hull. Yeah, there you go. Was he related to Bobby Hull? Um, n- I don't think he was. No, or okay. sorry, it was Glenn Hall. That's right. I'm I'm conflating him. Glenn Hall because it was Bobby Hull. So Glenn Hall. 
with an A. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. with, a, with an A. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, no, but I said hole earlier, but I was yeah, I was conflating the two. By the way, we should just put this out there right now. This is going to be the episode where if someone wants to call us onto the onto the ice and call us out for our lack of knowledge, this is the episode to do it, folks. Like We're going to probably sound like noobs several times while talking about hockey, but it is what it is. We were... You know, we, we kind of knew that we're, we're a little out of our element here, but, uh, you know, for the pod, it's, it's good material. Yeah, I, I even have a little note later on about where I sounded like a particular newbie um, as it relates to the Blackhawks. Uh, but, um, you know, something we're not, we're not new to is uh, ridiculous circumstances. Um, and as we were walking into the, uh, uh, down the street, to the stadium uh all of a sudden Jer- jeremy goes to me oh he's like oh dude dude did you see that oh god that's fucking gross and i said what and like he's like look did you look on the ground and immediately when he's when he was saying that i was like oh there's there's a condom on the ground somewhere isn't it so i i turned back sure enough there was a used condom on the ground uh on the way to the united center so yeah yeah a fully uh, un un uh sheathed condom um you wonder you wonder jack said you know how, how does that even happen like what i and i can't i can't explain it I, it was like in the middle of the, the sidewalk like in the middle of the block like not at a corner i not near an alley like i don't like i'm trying to like be somewhat creative about how that could have happened no idea um and it's just no no idea no um scenarios are pleasant sounding so yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, yeah, pre- presented without comment, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah um, so you I, know, we eventually we get near the stadium. Yeah, we we get near the stadium, and you know, like I said, this is the first game, the first Hawks <laughs> game where they were um, with under the new ordinance. Let's say. Um, so there was actually we got to the the doors. The United Center now has this like atrium sort of thing. I don't know how long it's been there, but um, it's where the Jordan statue is now. It's this really nice like atrium, like uh, glass paneled, like open air. It looks like a mall, like and it's this little like area. I'm I'm not really sure what the purpose of it is. There's like one little bar there. I don't know. The, and then there's like the Jordan statue, and then it leads into like a um, the gift shop. Uh, but, uh, it's a cool place, I guess it, it also opens like a half hour before the gates open. So I don't, I'm not really sure if they, the, the, the goal, maybe it's just like a meeting place for people. So they don't have to like stand outside or something, I guess. I, I don't really know, but it's, it's nice at least. Um, so we were like, we were heading into that entrance, the atrium, uh, and there was actually like a, a worker from the United Center standing outside of the door uh, checking uh, IDs and uh, vaccination records um, before you even go in, before you even sh- scan your tickets or checking for that vaccination. Um, so we, we, so we, we like, you know, and then like, it's now the new thing about going to, to these games is like, not only do you have to have your tickets out, but you have to have your vax card and your, your ID and it's on your phone. So then you have to pick up, pull up the picture of your, of your vaccination card. So it's kind of a, it's, a whole extra step, a pretty crucial extra step. So I'm, we're, we're kind of walking up to the guy and I'm trying to get everything like all situated and everything. And I like, I walk out, I, I like walk, I like approach the guy and I have my phone, have my ID. And I'm like, I have my ID like first and then my phone. And the guy, like, as I approach the guy, the worker from the United center, the guy goes, goes American express. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I'm like, what? He like stopped me in my track. And like, I'm like, what? American Express and like I thought like I like had like my 
credit card out or something instead yeah. of like my ID. And I don't know why he said it. There was no reason why he said it. He just said, he goes, American Express. Like, like that. <laughs> it was the weirdest I, thing. Did you hear him say that, Jack? No, I have. I had no idea what you were talking about, man. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't hear that at all. Maybe it was a reference to the old commercials, the American Express card Never commercials. Never home without it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe. I don't, <laughs> that's a real, again, that's a real A to C kind of comedy thing there. Yeah. But... Yeah, so he, he like kind of you know I was in my head about this whole thing, and then he he says that like completely throws me off my 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 game, and I you know I, I was like uh, okay whatever, and then I just showed him my stuff. He's like all right, you're good to go. Um, and then uh, Jack, I think you showed yours. Did you have any uh, incident? No, yeah, my, mine was fine. He just he just looked at me, um, you know, looked at my thing. Sometimes I have a Wisconsin driver's license, so you know sometimes when people are checking my ID at bars, or in this case, it maybe takes them a little longer to find where the name is. But uh, yeah, got in there without um, without incident. Uh, but when we were getting a secure checked at security um, for you know metal stuff, the metal detector, the guy who was doing the metal detector did not have his mask on at all. No, just some kid who was working at the United Center. Like they go through this whole thing of like checking for vaccines, checking for your ID, make sure it matches, like wear a mask. And then the first person I we encounter through the door is some kid with a mask like around not even his chin like around his like throat basically <laughs> yeah and hey uh where we were sitting in our section it seemed like people were masked up maybe for the start of the game but uh around the third period man i looked around and there was not a single person besides us wearing a mask uh, i'm not gonna get up get up on a white horse and like um you know uh ride off into the sunset but uh you know, there is a, a terrible like surge going on over the last couple of weeks. I mean, CPS has now been closed for the last two days. Um, there's all, they're, they're going virtual again. They're trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there are things that are like happening and, and like not a single person was masked up. So I guess, I, you know, I don't know if that's a comment on society, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess we were a little, we at least tried to be responsible, I think. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I certainly don't like wearing a mask for fucking no. three hours. Um, but it's like if 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 I can do this to the best of my ability to try to not get this, you know, this variant, uh, I I guess I'll do it, you know, because like, yeah, it's like because otherwise, like, it, it, yeah, whatever. I mean, I don't know, like, you know. There could be, they could shut it down again, you know, who, who the hell knows, but, right. um, so I, yeah, it, it is what it is, I, I guess. <laughs> like, I was trying to think about that, like, I did see, like, the people next to us, like, I do feel like the people next to us, at least the two, the, there was a group of four next to us, the two people closest to me, I felt had their masks on they did. Most, most of the time when they weren't drinking, yeah, but, but, like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, I feel like I saw some people a couple rows ahead of us. But there were two people directly in front of us, I think, that did not have them on for pretty much most of the time. So No, and when, when we get to Joey Votto later, like, you know, he, did, he didn't have his on for most of the <laughs> rest of the game. But right, anyway, right. We'll, get to the, we'll get to that a little later. Yeah. Um, yeah, so right after we went in, though, um, in, the, in the atrium area, uh, we, yeah, off to the left is the big, the big gift shop in the United Center. So, yeah. um, Very of similar to the White Sox one. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very similar feel. So, of course, we had to go in and check it out. When we, when we went in, Jeremy was like, well, I don't know what we're looking for in here, but, like, well, let's, <laughs> let's, let's just check it out. Yeah, um, yeah it was very interesting. It was uh, a combination 
of both Blackhawks gear and Bulls gear. But the way the store was laid out, it was like they had a mix of gear in in every single area of the gift shop. You would think most gift shops would be like, all right, so we're going to have our, our Bulls gear like on this side, and then we're going to have our Blackhawks gear like all the way on the other side. So when people mm-hmm. are shopping, they'll just know directly where to go. But um, I guess I guess the, with the way this was laid out, um, you know, some retail uh, genius yeah. was like, well, if we if we mix them all up, you know, people could be at a Blackhawks game, but they might see some bull stuff that they really like, so they'll buy that then. Yeah, I don't know. I can't I, I can't imagine what the uh, mentality would be otherwise. Yeah, we we're thinking like that. That's got to be it because like if yeah, because like if you're there for a Blackhawks game, you're gonna go to the Blackhawks section. You you probably won't ever even go to the Bulls section. So to have them mixed up. I guess it's probably smart from a retail standpoint, but um, it was just, it was just weird. Cause it was like, yeah, it was like a bulls t-shirt, then a Blackhawks t-shirt and then like three bulls shirts and one Blackhawks shirt and then vice versa in the next section. It was, it was just kind of chaotic. We were wondering how much like it would look different, the stadium, like in between like for a Hawks game as it were for a Bulls game. I, I know we haven't been to a Bulls game. We went to one Bulls game for the podcast, right, Jack? And Yeah, that was maybe the – was that that might have been the first season we were doing the podcast. Yeah, like, our you first know, maybe off the, season maybe. Yeah, winter of 2018, 2019. Yeah, so um, – <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, – yeah, so it was interesting. Um, but, but yeah, so it was all mixed up and um, – yeah, I I would kind of forget what what game I was at for a little bit. I was like looking at the bull. I was I was honestly probably looking more at the bull stuff. Um, bulls are doing pretty well right now, so I feel like I I should represent the bulls. I guess. Yeah, uh, they, well, they're, they're, these these gift shops are ridiculously expensive. I, I feel like it, it makes sense to you know. I, I, well, first of all, I didn't see a discount rack. Um, oh yeah. So right. you know, I don't know what like shitty players on the Hawks. It would be funny to get for a discount. You know, for a five dollar discount. Um, but, uh, this stuff is mostly overpriced. I feel like if you, if you're at an out of town game, you know, or like a minor league game, you know, Hey, it's fine if you want to get something from the gift shop, but like here you could find, you could find most of this stuff probably at any coal store, um, in the Chicago area for a little bit cheaper, for a lot cheaper. There was that one like warm up jacket that you saw that had like, it, it must've been about as thick as a, a piece of tracing paper. It was like a bull, a bull's warm up jacket. Um, yeah. uh, and it was like, it was like $90. It, yeah. $90. It wasn't even like a warm, it was like a security guard jacket. Like it was like a windbreaker. Like I, I don't even think the bulls wear, I don't know who wears those. Like they don't even give them to the security guards, even though it looks more like a security guard jacket, but, um, it was, yeah, it was paper thin and like, yeah, 90 bucks is crazy. It like looked cool. And then like, it's like, Oh, these are $90. Uh, I guess that's, I guess I, think they look horrible because that's i would not pay for that um but yeah it i will say about this this though jack about that whole thing is like um i did see a bull's uh stocking cap like a winter hat that i mm-hmm. thought was re- pretty cool looking it was a youth uh hat and like i don't know in the, the days of covid i like didn't really want to try it on um mm-hmm. and so I, f- I figured it probably wouldn't fit me anyway because i have a huge head but um uh it's like they, they, I was, cause I came home last night and I was like looking at like bulls.com or blackhawks. No bulls.com and whatever, like fanatics and all this other stuff. And they make so many variations of everything that it, it, I'll say like, yes, I would, I would ne- probably never buy it from the store because it is, it is going to be priced higher, but good luck trying to find something a second time 
Like, it's so hard to find, unless you're getting, like, you know, the official, like, Cubs baseball hat or the Brewers baseball hat, which is, you know, the same uh, no matter where you get it. But, like, if you find any sort of variation of anything, it's hard to find it again. Like, I couldn't find that hat anywhere I looked on all these websites. Really? Um, Yeah, it's weird. So, I don't know. I think, you know, your mileage may vary, but, like... um, I there's so many variations of, of like winter hats, for instance, that's like you could never I th- feel like you would never find the same one twice in like two different stores. So I, I don't know. It's it's screwy. But I chalk that more up to just like there's way too many like variations of these things. But I digress. yeah. And and, and uh, are we ever going to have a, a story about winter hats later on in this podcast? <laughs> yeah, Folks, yeah, I'm just going to, sure. I'm going to, I'm going to tease it now, but stay tuned, stay tuned for that one. Yeah. That's um, a, that definitely some Hitchcockian foreshadowing there. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Um, so one, one thing I'd never really thought about and it, it hit me in the gift shop. Um, uh, and we started talking about it a little bit in the gift shop and then more later on, and we'll get, we'll get to a little bit more of this later on. But um, I, I had never given much thought to the Blackhawks like logo or just the the name of their team because mm-hmm. I'm not an NHL fan um, and I just I just don't pay that much attention. But this was the first um, time that it really hit me that like the Blackhawks are named uh, you know that's it's like it's one of those Native American team nicknames mm-hmm. um, and the imagery their logo is you know like you said Jeremy it's not Chief Wahoo. But uh, it's not, it's certainly not great either. Um, it looks, it's very archaic. I mean, the Blackhawks are an original six team. They've been around forever. And it, you know, um, it's just, it's, it's not good. And, and the Native American imagery is everywhere. And, you know, there's been such a push to uh, get these teams to change their names. Um, there's still a few of them out there. I feel like the Kansas City Chiefs are kind of sneaky about it to where you really mm-hmm. don't think about it at this point. Um, but the Blackhawks are almost, it's almost as bad as, uh, the Indians or the Washington Redskins and like, nope, nobody's talking, nobody, it's, you know, it's not as bad, but nobody's, nobody's talking about changing it at all. At least not from what I've read. Yeah. I think, um, you know, give it, give it another five or 10 years, I would say, but I don't know, you know, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's tricky. I mean, I'm not, uh. I'm certainly not one of these people, these freaks who were like saying, like, you know, like, like dragging their, like, like dragging their heels, like on changing like the Cleveland Indians name. I mean, Indians is like a straight up offensive term. Consider like it's considered an offensive term. The Blackhawks is an actual tribe. Right. So like, that's like, you know, I, I think it's in a slightly different uh, category, but it's still a mascot. And, you know, I think like, even if you put like proud Jewish people, like, you know, it's like, that's still offensive. So like, I, I, yeah, I think like, um, I, I, I could see, I, I would not argue with anyone for, for, you know, like any, any or argument to change it, but I would say it's, I, in all due respect, it's, it's, it's in a different category than Redskins and, and Indians, I would say. Yes. So, you know, and the mascot is like, it's not a cartoonish, like, mascot uh you know uh it's i think some people would argue that it's like reverential <laughs> I, I wouldn't go that far but like you know i don't know i I'm, I'm not gonna argue with any anything there but they've managed they definitely managed to fly under the radar for sure so. yeah definitely um hey the the mascot uh that they have like walking around um that's that's the- a whole nother story <laughs> But yeah. it, it is it is um you know and uh it's it's like a cute bird uh like it's like a hawk 
uh, named Tommy Hawk. Yes. Um, and, you know, he's, he's black. He's got black feathers. But uh, even that, it is a bird, but its name is also Tommy Hawk. Yeah. So if they, that, cha- if they change the name of the team, they're, they're going to have to change that too, probably. That, that's, that's not helping their, their cause at all. <laughs> like, it's like Tommy Hawk. Like, um, yeah, so like, it's, uh, it's not good. He, he is a funny looking bird. Um, mm-hmm. just, just on his own, but like, yeah, it's not, that's not helping the case necessarily. So, um, you know, uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens mm-hmm. with, with the Blackhawks. I'd like, you know, uh, university of Illinois, uh, where the Illini, um, yes. did, did they change their name or are they still the Illini? Did no, I get... think they're still the, the, the Illini or the fighting Illini. Okay. Um, I, they may have gotten rid of most of the imagery. I mean, they... I think their, their mascot used to be a, like an, a native American, uh, you know, somebody in native American garb. Well, um, I, yeah, I, yeah. So yeah. chief, chief Illini Weck was their, was their, yeah. um, uh, their chief, but I think or their mascot, but I think it was like some, like, you know, white kid from some skinny white kid from Barrington dressed up like an Indian chief. So that's why they got rid of that. And like, so that's why it's like, you know, Hey, okay. The nickname, the, or the mascot name, not offensive, but then you have like the little, the skinny, like math (laughs) student, like a scholarship kid dancing around with like feathers and like pelts on. It's like, okay, you got to change that. Like, so, (laughs) you know, the, the Hawks are, are, are dangerously close there with, with Tommy Hawk. But, um, uh, you know that we'll see. We'll see what what comes. I, apparently, the uh, the Redskins, the former Redskins, the Washington Football Team, are announcing their new mascot uh, shortly. And uh, I think um, who's the Gruden who's not as successful or good? Jay Gruden is that his name? Yeah, that's that's it's Jay Gruden. Yeah, yeah. He said uh, that um, they shouldn't have changed their name at all. So, oh. oh man, uh, I, I I don't know. If, I wonder. If, he was like, hmm, maybe it's not a good time to be a Gruden and speaking out against a controversial subject. But, um, yeah, you know, no, maybe he no. was doing his brother a solid like, hey, I'm, I'll, I'll try to take a little bit of the heat off my brother human here. Shield? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Maybe he's I think he's big enough to be a human shield for sure. Um, and, and a good one at that. But, um, yeah. So anyway, so, yeah, that that's a that's a that's an interesting one. It is interesting. Like, yeah, because no one no no team near like, you know, uh, near us necessarily is. um uh, in that conversation, um, except for the Blackhawks. So, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we'll see. But I have a whole thing about Blackhawks, like the fan base as well, too, which we can kind of talk about uh, shortly. Yeah, but um, definitely. So we were walking around, going, heading to our seats at this point, and like we were, um, you know, we we're talking about like how it was cool to see the Avalanche and everything, and it was kind of cool. We were seeing a lot of Quebec Nordiques. Uh, jerseys, which is the franchise that turned into the Colorado Avalanche. So I I don't know if they do like some throwback games every now and then and wear the Nordiques jerseys or whatever. But I mean, the early days of like hockey or like, and they they weren't, they weren't one of the original teams, but like the seventies and eighties hockey, you think about the Quebec Nordiques and it's like, Oh my God, this is like, this is hockey. Like, what the fuck is a Nordique anyway? I was just gonna say that I don't. Is it like what they refer to as as like a Northerner? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I can only imagine it's like the French version of of Nordic, um, mm-hmm. which again, I mean, what's Nordic really? Like, ask the fucking Minnesota Vikings fans. I, you know, it's some sort of like Viking Northerner. Like, it sounds like kind of like a aggressive kind of name or something, but like, I don't know, but, but Quebec Nordiques does not because it's, it's French, I guess. But, um, it's just like so classically Canadian and so classically hockey that you kind of miss it a little bit. 
Um, so it was cool that, um, you know, the, the Colorado Avalanche franchise, um, you know, keeps that, keeps it alive a little bit. Yeah, you know, unlike the Washington Nationals and the Expos, um, uh, I, I feel kind of like the Nordiques or the Expos of the NHL. I mean, they're yeah. both from they're both from Quebec, um, but uh, yeah, the, the jerseys when you look them up are actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like I would own like a Nordiques uh, hoodie or something. Um, yeah. Another another team that comes up uh, that's now extinct is the Hartford Whalers, mm-hmm. which is also uh, also like a cool logo. Uh, also, not something to like, you know, name your team after. Right. Um, like just <laughs> killing off, uh, you know, a defense defenseless, like you know, gentle animals in the sea. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, but yeah, it was cool, um, and you know, definitely like the the fan base for the Avalanche. Uh, and there were there were some Avalanche yeah. fans there. Uh, they seemed to travel pretty well. I remember in the mid '90s they were a very popular team because they had Patrick Wah, who was like one of the only hockey players I, I knew of. Yeah, um, I want to say they had Joe Sackick too. I think he was a, he mm-hmm. was a big player. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was. Those were cool to see, though. Um, uh, yeah. So that was that was neat for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. So um, uh, so so yeah, we were, uh, you know, did a lap around the United Center, took took everything in. Um, you know, I would say pretty status quo, like similar to like a. a uh, Bulls game, except for maybe the clientele, which again, we'll get to, but, um, we got to our seats kind of settled in. Uh, we had pretty good seats, Jack, right? For, yeah, for what they were. Uh, they were, they were third deck. Um, yeah. uh, and we, we've sat third deck for a couple of Bulls games. So it was much, much harder to see like basketball action from that distance. Um, hockey, it was, it was fantastic. Yeah. The, the seats were outstanding. We sat, um, you know, if, if you can think about like sitting off to the side of one goalpost in the, in an, at an NF, an NFL game, yeah. that was kind of, that was kind of the equivalent of, of where we were sitting. Um, so we were kind of behind and to the side of uh, one of the goals. Yeah, uh, but like three yeah. quarters. Like we, like our main vantage point was like the whole rink. Like we weren't kind of like we weren't behind the goal. We were at like a three quarters. Like we were in the north. If you're watching on on the on TV, we were in like the northeast corner of the ice, basically. Um, so the whole the whole rink, like the whole like uh, you know rink, opened up ahead of us. So it was it was cool. Like we had just like a really good angle. So. We we did, and I, I was worried too. Uh, you know, I didn't remember if you could see the puck or not if you yeah. were at hockey a hockey game. And yeah, you could see the puck fine. Um, it's it's hard to distinguish uh, hockey players minus um, you know their numbers because uh, it's like you know they got their their helmets on and their long sleeve jerseys and all their gear. So like it's kind of it's kind of hard to tell hockey players apart if you're not looking at their numbers. So I wasn't really too worried about being able to see faces, um, which, you know, which I like to be able to do at like basketball games. Um, you know, I, I think that like if you're close enough where you can make out the guy's faces at a basketball game, like those are good seats. But uh, that didn't that didn't really matter um, for this. So you one thing I didn't anticipate is that when the game started, you could hear the uh, you could hear the puck hitting the stick from where we were we were sitting. So I thought I thought that was pretty damn cool. That was like the ball snapping into a catcher's mitt. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. The the sounds of hockey um, were were pretty cool to hear uh, in person. Um, another cool thing about hockey that we saw like when we got there was the zambonis, like you know, classic part of of hockey. Uh, we got there like kind of right towards the end of the skate around like warm up, and um, the. Uh, the um, the Zambonis came out and like you know, smoothed over the ice and that was pretty cool to see. Um, yeah, 
And uh, so that they, they did their laps or whatever. And then uh, the pregame stuff started up. Um, and uh, yeah, one of the first videos that kind of came up, right? Was it the first one, Jack? Like the first yeah, thing that kind of pops it, up? It was, it was, yeah, one of the first ones. Because I, I think it was like they did the, uh, they announced the Colorado uh, Avalanche starting lineup. And then like all of the lights went dark. And then they, they did this this next video. And this it's like... You know, every, every team now, whether it's basketball, baseball, uh, or, you know, apparently hockey, like they have like in, uh, in, in intro video, this intro video is very like the Blackhawks one is very similar to, um, like the bulls or even the white Sox. very similar to the bulls actually, where it's like, you know, the bulls one, it's like, there's a bull running through Chicago and he ends up at the United center. This one, it's like threads, like going through the city of Chicago, like clothing threads. And mm-hmm. I don't know, somehow they end up at the United center. But before that video, before they, that video, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, before that video, like the main entrance video where they play like a, you know, some, some like hip hop song to the, you know, the beat of the beat of this, uh, there was a very solemn video that almost sounded like it was voiced by Lawrence Fishburne. Um, <laughs> well, he well he was taking five filming the latest Matrix movie or something. Just like <laughs> this is very very solemn, like serious voice um, acknowledging uh, the fact that the Blackhawks like understand the importance of like Native American culture. Um, yeah. You know, they were like we 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 understand that these lands are a part of the history of of all of these tribes, and then it like lists all of the tribes that have pro- probably lived or lived in Illinois or, or owned the land, and then they're like, we also understand that Chief Somebody of the Black Hawk Tribe is an uh, important historical figure of of you know you know Illinois, um, and then so they were just like we understand. It's like and then and then after the video, everybody everybody applauded. And as if to say, like, all right, cool, yeah, it's t- t- totally cool. This nickname, it's fine. You yeah. know, it's like you can't do that. You can't just play. <laughs> you can't just play that video and then be like, you know, just give yourself plausible deniability and like, yep, okay, cool, we got this video, so it's fine. Right. I don't think it. I don't think it works like that. No, I. Uh, it's um. It's definitely like it's. It definitely has the feel of like it's like. They play this so everyone can feel. If if anyone is feeling the slight bit conflicted, which I'm not sure how many people were, but if anyone was <laughs> feeling slightly con- conflicted about attending a game with a team that you know shares the name of a, a real uh, Native American tribe, everyone was like, "Okay, cool. Uh, all right, it's yeah, it's cool. It's cool now." Like, so um, I I've seen like I've seen like these like kind of land acknowledgement ceremonies before or like I, I, I don't know if you call it a ceremony or an announcement or whatever like <laughs> I've seen these things before where you, they acknowledge this sort of thing I, I I assume that on the west coast like you don't see things like this but like um, in like lands where Native Americans formerly occupied they they do these land acknowledgement things um, and so I had no idea they did it at the Blackhawks game um, I guess it's something you know <laughs> like yeah you know but um but uh again i think if if there was a native american person out there who took offense to it i certainly couldn't argue with 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 that so hey i'll say this the the indians or the redskins probably did not do this stuff uh, yes, before yeah. their games although i have not been to been to one of those games uh, although like dan snyder was would if he went to a black Sox, uh blackhawks game he'd probably be like oh man why didn't i think of this we could have we could have kept that nickname if we would have just done this um, sure. so yeah, that, you know, what it reminded me of was, uh, uh, the marquee network when they're like marquee network, we get it. We get right. that you like, like to do this. Like, no, no, you don't get it. 
but it was it was in the similar vein. Although I would argue almost that this actually worked better than Marquis, even though this didn't really work either. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That that's definitely the same vibe that it had. Um, but, uh, speaking of baseball tie-ins, though, uh, we had a really pleasant uh, baseball tie-in at this game with the Blackhawks PA announcer. Yeah, it was Gene Honda. Um, I knew that Gene Honda did White Sox games. Um, and I, I said to Jeremy about halfway through the game, uh, I was like, it feels like we're at a White Sox game right now. Yeah. Um, you know, it was Gene Honda. Gene Honda doing his, like, style where it was like, your 2022 Chicago Blackhawks. Um, so, yeah, it was just very much like that. Or when the, the Blackhawks would get in a power play, which, you know, happened a couple, maybe twice in the game, he was like, for a power play. Uh, yeah, so it was, it was good stuff. He, I think he does a lot less work at these games um, than he does at the White Sox games. At the White Sox game, he has to announce every single batter that comes up. At, at this, he doesn't have to do a lot of talking um, yeah. between, you know, between goals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's not much. He, he does a couple of announcements, like, and then, like, yeah, whenever there's a goal <laughs> or a penalty, like, which is fairly rare, um, <clears throat> he has to do that. But it's a pretty cake job, I would say, for, for old yeah. Genie Boy. What a fucking what a fucking selfish guy, dude. But it was good to. He's a um, very selfish man. Very selfish man. Yeah, yeah. It was good to you know good to see him. Um, uh, I'm not sure if he still does DePaul basketball games. DePaul, uh, you know, DePaul may have uh, maybe too cheap to get Gene Honda at this point. But uh, yeah, it's good to hear him. Um, you know, and if if you're missing White Sox games, just uh, just check out a Blackhawks game. One thing I what I was aware of is that, uh, and I'd forgotten about it until we were at the game, but, but somebody I know had just showed me a clip of uh, like the 1990 or 91 NHL All-Star game with people just going crazy throughout the whole national anthem. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I guess I didn't put two and two together, but so yeah, Jeremy pointed out to me that it, it is a thing for people to just go nuts throughout the whole national anthem at a Blackhawks game. Yeah, they cheer through the whole thing. Um, it used to be Wayne Messmer, uh, who mm-hmm. does the Cubs game. So that's kind of an interesting, you know, coalescence of the uh, White Sox and the and the and the Cubs um, to have Gene Honda and Wayne Messmer. Um, but uh, he Wayne Messmer hasn't done Blackhawks in a long time. Um, Jack, I don't know if we ever talked about it, but Wayne Messmer once was like. Um, was he stabbed or shot in the throat? I think he might have been shot. Yeah. yeah, in the neck or whatever, and like being robbed, leaving a um, or well, it was after a Hawks game. Um, it was actually over by UIC where it happened. I think I was rereading it somewhat recently, but he was the uh, the the anthem singer at uh, Hawks games back in the '90s, and and that that I'll say like that's my like that was my wheelhouse like with with Blackhawks like the Jeremy Roenick, Chris Chelios, uh, Ed Belfour, uh, like that team the team that made the the finals and lost to the penguins like that was my team um and then i kind of like i fell out after that because it was it was too painful to have them get to the stanley cup and and lose but um little little did you know that years later you would meet chris chelios at a cubs game right exactly yeah yeah yeah, for sure and uh not really like kind of go out of my way to try to be casual with him or whatever (laughs) that is very true that is true i was like Jesus, yeah. I, we used to go to this hot dog stand, I remember, um, in my neighborhood, and like they had like this Blackhawks poster that I always look at, and it was, uh, it's kind of funny because my, so I'm, Jer- my name's Jeremy, and my parents' names are Chris, Christine, and Ed, and uh, 
the three people on the the on the jersey or in the poster were Jeremy Roenick, Chris Chelios, and Ed Belfour. Um, wow! But uh, so I thought it was cool. Um, yeah, that is true. Little did I know I'd be talking to to Chris Chelios. Yeah, but. and and that you would you would mainly just give him a space to vent about like the long lines at yeah. uh, at Wrigley Field. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's. <laughs> That's uh, that's 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 really something. Yeah, you know Wayne Mesmer getting shot in the throat is uh, that's like that you know like a surgeon getting like you know shot in the hand or something like that. Like uh, there, if there was a place that Wayne yeah. Mesmer like wouldn't want to get injured, it would be like near his vocal cords. Tell me what uh, movie like the like there this is like the plot of a movie or like the the inciting incident of a movie where like someone like their like main thing gets like destroyed in like a fight or a car accident or something i can't think of dr strange benedict cumberbatch uh you know he gets in like a car accident in his hand like he's a surgeon and i think like Uh, his hands get all fucked up or something like that and i think eventually he becomes a fucking sorcerer but i mean that that's one that's one example of it yeah uh, yeah yeah I know. I'm sure that it's been done a million times. I'm, I, I'll, maybe by the end of this podcast, I'll think of the uh, the guy, but or the movie. But um, so so the the anthem guy for the Blackhawks nowadays is Jim Cornelison, and um, I've seen him do. I I've never seen him do a Hawks game. I've seen him on TV a bunch of times, but I think he's done like a couple Bears games as well. Um, Blackhawks fans <laughs> fucking I think love Jim Cornelison. I don't think they could get enough of the guy. He's just like a big bellowy opera guy yeah. and like it's just so loud and abrasive but it, it works i guess for that whole setting um but he's I, I found him to be super cheesy but maybe in a good way i don't know like it, it's like you couldn't have like a understated guy doing the anthem under those circumstances um but the one thing that he does that i'm just like oh boy everybody please it's like he says uh Gave proof through the night that our flag was still there, and he like, and he says that he points at the flag in yeah. the in the United Center, and it's like the flag wasn't in the United Center in the song, like that's not the flag <laughs> they're talking about, and it's like, and also we all know where the flag is, like it's like it's so lame, it's so cheesy, but like people love it, and like I guess if I was a bigger Blackhawks fan, I would love it too, and I'd be pissed at hearing some snot-nosed fucking baseball fan talk about my anthem ceremony but it's so cheesy the one cool thing about it is like when they um one of the lyrics of the star spangled banner like the flag waving in the air or whatever like i can't think of the line but like the united center they they like turn a fan on they have a fan behind the flag and whenever that happens like in the song they turn that fan on so the flag starts like waving or whatever um so it's pretty cool. I mean, it's a whole thing. Like the the anthem at the at, at Blackhawks games is a it's a whole thing. So uh, yeah, it's cool it's, to see it, that in person. It's weird, just these like Chicago guys who sing the national anthem. You know, it's it's, yeah. a, it's a very very Chicago specific thing. I don't know if there are other cities where that stuff happens in. Uh, it certainly doesn't happen in Milwaukee. There's not like a designated national anthem guy in in Milwaukee, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of them in Chicago. So, uh, so yeah, that's interesting. If you're a sports fan, did you notice too? They roll out the red carpet for 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 him, so he doesn't have to walk on the ice. They they do. I think that they do that because like, <laughs> it's crazy slippery. Like to sure, stand on the yeah, ice, right? Definitely, like, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I because there's yeah there's all kinds of like videos of people like falling on the ice, like trying to walk on the ice and falling. But yeah, they straight up have a red carpet. So, um, yeah. 
It's, but yeah, it it was it was interesting. I've certainly never seen anything like it at a sport at a sports game. Sometimes when the crowd is really fired up during like the very last couple words of the song, they'll start cheering. But um, yeah, this was uh, it, this was probably dead too, like compared to what it is when the Blackhawks are yeah. good. Yeah, um, it was probably uh, I, like two thirds full. I would say maybe. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was that was cool. Um, and yeah, we should point out that uh, this game was not a sellout. It was a Tuesday night, uh, like you said, probably about two thirds full. I would say maybe there were like thirteen thousand people there. Um, yeah, the out of, um, I got the I think it was sixteen thousand something. At the announced crowd. Yeah, the announced the paid attendance was sixteen thousand seven hundred eighty four. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. That I mean, if the stadium is almost twenty thousand or whatever, that do you know? Do you know how many people the, the United Center seats? I'm looking at it right now. So for yeah. hockey, it's nineteen thousand seven hundred seventeen. Okay. Um, twenty two thousand four hundred twenty eight with standing room only. Um, okay. So like, yeah, I mean that. So that was paid. So there, there. Yeah, I, I think you're right, Jack. That is probably uh-huh. closer to twelve, thirteen thousand. But um, you know, like with with baseball, like they announced the paid attendance and not the actual like you know, uh, gate or whatever. Right, right, right. Um, still, still a lot of, uh, a lot of effing people to pack into a stadium. So that's, uh, United Center's big. Um, so yeah, after all of this pomp and circumstance, uh, they, um, I'm not sure if this was before or after the anthem, but after the, uh, the, you know, the, the Blackhawks like intro video that's supposed to get everybody hyped up, uh, all of a sudden, the, before any of the players came out, the referees skated onto the ice and like they were just they were not fucking around. Um, <laughs> Jeremy, you, you joked like they must have been like, all right, guys, let's fucking do this. And then like they skated on the ice, but they, they, they were doing laps around the ice as if people were there to see them. Yeah. Yeah. They shoot right out like in a formation, like two and two. And then like they, they go around the ice and they do like they go around like the half court, the like the half uh, side of the ice. And they're like they're going fucking fast. They're like yeah. they're fucking zooming it down there. So it's like like hey, it's the refs. Who hey who 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 hey who? Like they're just like like just like it's the ref show. The ref show. Like they're just like coming out and like doing like yeah, just like like skating around and in formation. And it's like shit. This is like the opening act to the yeah. actual hockey game. Yeah, very different from baseball. I mean, yeah, could you imagine like Tom, <laughs> Tom Hallian or like Joe West doing that at a at a you know running around the bases before a, yeah. a baseball game? Yeah, or like, like throwing infield. Like like Joe West is at first throwing grounders <laughs> to like the other the other three umpires. That that would be pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, so that that was a, a little bit of, of, of absurdity, um, but that was uh, that was fun. And uh, yeah, being a ref for uh, an NHL game, they all looked like they were pretty young young guys um you know that's it's definitely doesn't seem like a job that uh you know it's you got to hustle when you're a referee at an uh, for an nhl game the the move that the that the that the hockey uh referees that that they do that always stands out to me is when they're like on the boards and like there's action in front of them and like one guy gets the puck they're like kind of scrambled they're kind of like bunched up and then like the one guy clears the puck and then the, the the referee has to like jump on the board and like lift his feet up so he doesn't mm-hmm. like block the puck like yeah you got to be you got to be pretty pretty spry to do that i feel like with with how fast the puck moves so. yeah and i don't think they change out referees during the game so you know you figure the guys who play most in an nhl game are maybe on the ice like half the time like 30 out of the 60 minutes the referees are are on that are on the ice for the entire entire 60 minutes yeah, that's true. so uh it's grueling uh, and it's, it's quite impressive 
Um, yeah, so so right before the uh, the faceoff, the opening faceoff. Yeah, so here here we're getting into uh, hockey terms, guys. That, that you know, I I know not of what I speak, mm-hmm. but um, I said to Jeremy because like they announced the Hawks starting lineups, and I said, you know, no Kane, no Taves, um, and this is a this is a place where uh, if, if there were, like, two guys doing, like, rain delay theater hockey version, and, you know, and we were, we were sitting in front of them and, and they could hear us, you know, they would be like, like, who is this guy? He's a fucking joke. Like, Kane hasn't been on the first line for five years. Like, really, dude? Like, you're, you know, you're, you're asking no Kane, no Taves. Like, he's on the second fucking line, dude. Like, right. just get, uh, you know, get your, get your shit together if you're going to go to a Hawks game. You know, if if some if it was like a, a left-handed like hurler pitching and and somebody was like, oh no, Adam Dunn or something, you right, know, we right. probably we probably make fun of him. Yes, um, absolutely. So That's- yeah, like I I just totally showed my ass when I said when I said that to you. Yeah, I had no idea. I you know where where Kane and Taves were. I I, I assume they would have been in the starting lineup. Yeah, I know. I, I I still don't know. Like we we still don't really know. Like uh, if that is like if those are theirs their top five guys or maybe they're they're kind of like um because i don't think i have the time on ice here in front of me but like i want to like i'm like i feel like kane was on the ice for a lot of the time so Mm -hmm. i don't know um yeah i don't i'd have to look it up but uh i don't know if it's one of those things where like he's coming off the bench but but playing more of the time you know who knows but uh definitely it's like we you know it's like yeah i would have been like hey guys it ain't it ain't 2012 anymore like yeah kane and Taves are not in in the first line you know yeah and i i it was a surprise to me that the the best first of all maybe that they don't start their best or most famous players um maybe starting doesn't mean anything but also it, it came as a surprise to me that uh, the the players don't like the best players don't play the majority of the game. They maybe play like half the game. Um, I mean, I don't know if that's universally true, but it, it seems like maybe the high was maybe thirty minutes for this game for any any for the time on ice for anybody. Um, yeah, I, I just assume like you know Sidney Crosby or whatever would play like the whole game. Um, right. So that's uh, that was news to me. I didn't even really know about like lines and stuff i mean i'd heard those terms that term before but it never really occurred to me that it was a it was a hockey thing so that's uh you know yeah. that was interesting i think they have three lines i want to say maybe okay yeah there was a lot of switch there was a lot of line changes for sure like i was noticing them all for the hawks and yeah it's it's interesting i, I guess we can't get into all the like the intricacies of of the game of hockey but um yeah they like they dumped the ball they dumped the puck off into like opposing territory and then they kind of do a line change and so yeah there's a lot of that happening so that was uh interesting um one thing that happened early on i this was like i think it was like three minutes into the game um from when i'm looking at the summary here uh a fight broke out um between uh connor murphy of the blackhawks and uh um landis cog of the uh of the uh avalanche um, yeah, and I had said to you, I was like, man, I hope we get to see a fight tonight. Yeah. We did not have to wait long for it. No. It was like five, less than five minutes into the game. All of a sudden, you know, out of the corner of, uh, of my eye, I saw a glove go flying. Mm-hmm. And then these guys were just going at it. I read uh, that in the game the game summary on ESPN um, uh, that, uh, that that was uh, 
for a beef. That was that was a previous beef. Okay. That like there was some shit that went down the first time these teams played each other, like uh, you know, in the beginning of the season. And so that was to settle like a previous score, um, which I guess makes sense. That's probably why it happened so early on. Yeah, that 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 does make sense. Um because yeah, you hear these stories of, of like the players they're like, you know, like they sit like in the in the face off they're like all right like as soon as the puck drops like we're you know we're dropping the gloves and we're going at it or whatever so it's like it's barbaric but it's also like organized in a weird way um so it's kind of funny um <clears throat> what but and it was cool like it did kind of it did happen away from the action of the puck so we did i saw the same thing i saw like the gloves drop and then i heard like kind of like a roar of the crowd and i was like oh shit there's a fight and it was a good fight they're like they both landed punches and um, they both got uh, a five-minute major, uh, double major for fighting. And uh, the guy next to us um, uh, mentioned, uh, you know, that he's like, yeah, I think if one guy punches the guy, one guy, like if he lands a punch, he gets a major. But if they both land a punch, they both get majors. And so, like, yeah, they were both, like, on the or on the uh, bench for, for a while in the penalty box. Um, but it was funny was that like right after the song played or right after the fight happened, <laughs> they played uh, Come Out and Play by The Offspring. So it was like... Like they were like playing like um, that. And I think one thing that struck me about all of these, and I guess this is where it kind of segs into like the, the general hockey fan uh, that was at this game is like... Um, it was very. It's the music selection at this at a Blackhawks game is very different than the music selection at a at a Bulls game. Sure, uh, for lack of a better term, it was very white. Uh, yeah, uh, like it was a lot of '90s alternative music, which was funny to hear, just like in a public setting. It turns out it was also very. It was pretty close to what I was playing when I was the DJ at those uh, indoor soccer games. Um, I, I tried to put a little more of a current spin on it, but like. They played. They came out. The Blackhawks came out to a Metallica song. I, I mm-hmm. hate to admit that I don't know which song it was, uh, but they came out to a, an old Metallica song too, like one from the eighties. Um, but they played uh, Green Day. Um, oh shit, I forget what Green Day song they played now. Uh, they played a Toady song. They played that like uh, Possum Kingdom song, I think, by the Toadies, which I used to hate in the nineties, but I kind of like now. And then they played the offspring and it's just like, Oh yeah, this is where, this is the crowd who wants to hear this music. Like you could, you couldn't play that shit at, at a, at a, at a bulls game. Um, there's, there's, there's more modern, uh, like hip hop music being played at bulls game. So it was kind of funny how it like rep, like it reflects the clientele a little bit. Oh, for, for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, and I, I, you were, you were in the bed. So I, for some of the songs, I wasn't listening too closely. Most of the time, this one just, just struck me cause I, I happened to be listening and I heard it, but you know, if, if there were like slightly controversial uh, lyrics in any of the songs, like they were definitely, definitely playing, uh, like the cleaned up version of every song. Um, so when you were in the bathroom, uh, they, uh, uh, they they were playing the song. I think it's called 1985 by Bowling for Soup. Maybe is that is that the band that does that song? Oh, um, like you know, oh. like she's still preoccupied with 1985. Is that Bowling? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I yeah. don't know what band that is, but yeah, yeah, I know that song. Okay. Anyway, yeah, there's that one lyric where uh, where it says like 
Uh, it's talking about this this woman who the song is about, and they're like, "Only been with one man. What happened to her plan?" But in the in the Blackhawks version, they said, "Only dated one man. What happened to her plan?" So like, just saying "been with," like, uh, you know, that's too controversial for uh, this, you know, this audience. So uh, yeah, I thought I thought that was kind of funny. And then it, it happened again with whatever song they played, like right after that. Um, they like cleaned up the lyrics and I was like, ah, oh, I should have been, been listening more for this. That's like in the big, when they air the big Lebowski in, on TV, it's like, uh, instead of, uh, you know, you, that's what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. What is the, what is the edit for that? Do you know? It's, you heard uh, it? that's what happens when you something to a stranger in the Alps, I believe. Right. It's something like, yeah. that's what happens when you. Bring a stranger f- to the Alps or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or like when you friend a stranger in the Alps or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, something. So I don't know. It's something something weird like that. But yeah, that <laughs> was probably happening with more more of those songs than you realized. Um, yeah, definitely though. A black a Blackhawks game is is predominantly white. Um, I don't know like what the demographics like splits are for uh, for hockey. But um, yeah, that was that was definitely something I noticed at the game for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I guess that like that can kind of bring us to like some of the people, like the more specific people that were around us, and we've alluded to them uh, already. But there was a party of four directly next to us. Uh, we showed up first, and we were kind of chilled out, and like there was no one around us, which was cool for numerous reasons. Um, but uh, like I think maybe slightly before puck drop this party of four showed up and they were right next to us. I was also kind of like, they could have moved, they could have gave a buffer seat. Um, and, uh, but, uh, it was kind of funny. And like, so it was two couples and, uh, the first two were like, um, avalanche fans. And, um, uh, one of like, I think I feel like one of their jerseys was like weirdly, like it was like an avalanche Jersey or sweater or whatever, but it was like slightly tie dyed or something. Or the, the girl had like a tie dyed hoodie underneath her, sweater or something like that uh then there was like another girl and then a guy and it was kind of funny like they sat down and i was like i was thinking like the girl was like going to sit next to me and i was like well i'm like i would prefer that uh number one i'd rather sit next to a girl than a guy i guess but also because like she's probably she was smaller than the guy so i'm like okay maybe i'll have a little more room or whatever and then like the guy like switched he's like no 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 you sit there i'll sit here and i was like I was like, it was funny because I was thinking like the guy wants to like talk to me or something <laughs> like or he doesn't want me talking to her or something. Um, but uh, but yeah, so they sat down right next to us. Definitely had room to leave a buffer, but didn't. Um, and it occurred to me at some point, the guy, the guy who was sitting right next to me was like this tall, skinny guy. Kind of looked like a, he kind of maybe could have passed for like skateboardery type. He kind of reminded me a little bit, Jack, of um, the kid from uh, Dazed and Confused. Um, okay. Maybe a little more like definitely older than that kid, but like kind of long, tall guy with long hair. Um, he was wearing a Blackhawks jersey, and I noticed at the bottom of the Blackhawks jersey he had those like rainbow bears, like from the Grateful Dead. So he had like this weird Grateful Dead Blackhawks jersey, which is like, is that a custom job? Are are, are they making like Blackhawks? I I know that there's I know that there's like kind of like a Grateful Dead, San Francisco Giants, like kind of overlap a little bit. Um, but, but I mean, that makes sense. Cause it was San Francisco, but like, um, but also his Jersey was like, it said Garcia on the back. Yeah. It was a Jerry Garcia, uh, Blackhawks Jersey, <laughs> which is, which was weird. Yeah. 
And so then, and then I noticed that like the, yeah, the two friends who were Colorado avalanche fans had like these tie dye jerseys on. And like, actually I think one of them, it was like an avalanche Jersey with like that, that grateful dead logo, which I'm not really even sure what it is. It's like a skull with like a line on it or something. I'm not even sure. But like, so they were like hippies and like, I, I guess it makes sense. Like for, like he said that, yeah, my two friends here from, uh, Colorado or whatever. So I'm like, okay, I guess that makes sense. Like, I, I, I don't know how many, I don't think everyone in Colorado is a hippie, but I guess there, I think there is a large hippie population or whatever. Um, but it was weird. Like it was just a weird crossover. Like I didn't expect to be sitting next to like hippie hockey fans, but we, that that's who we were sitting next to. Yeah. Um, and the kid kind of talked like this, like he, he almost kind of sounded like he was Canadian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had. I don't like know a if I'd call him inflection. a kid. He was probably in his in in his early twenties because they they got beers at one point. But uh, I know, know. I wonder def- how old that kid could have been. He could have been twenty one or thirty one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Because you, yeah, they were wearing masks. Uh, my guess is he's probably a little closer to twenty one, just um, yeah. based on like what what it seemed like his maturity level was. But uh, yeah, so it. But anyway, it was it was uh, it was weird, and yeah, he definitely made a friend in Jeremy too. <laughs> So he was talking to me, he, he talked to me a couple times and like, I feel like if I was a little more open to it, we probably could have talked most of the game. Sure. Um, but I remember at one point he turned to me and this is kind of funny. This is one of the things. So like what he said, the one thing about like, um, we said that on the podcast, right? Like about how long it's been, right? That was earlier in the podcast. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he said that and I didn't give it up that I had, it would have been 24 six years since I was, since my last games, I didn't say that, uh, especially I wasn't going to say it anyway, but I wasn't going to say it, especially after he said like, Oh, it's been three years for me or four Mm. years or whatever. Uh, but I, it's funny because like it's these, it's these situations where someone, when we're at a game together and someone talks to one of us, you know, we definitely like listen in to the conversation just so we have material. Oh Yeah. And so I knew that Jack was listening into like our conversation. And the, he said to me at some point, he's like, Hey, uh, so was, was that uh, doc? So the Blackhawks have a guy, I think he's a center. Um, his name is Kirby doc, uh, D a C H. And, uh, I heard him say, he's like, Oh, hey, was that, uh, was that doc? Was that Kirby doc? And I'm like, and I didn't know what he was talking about. Like, and he said something, but I didn't catch it. But even if he, if it was a hockey thing and I like, didn't know what he was saying just cause I didn't, know the hockey thing he was referring to and i did the thing i was like oh uh i one of the players like fell down like he just like kind of fell and i thought that's what he was talking about and it was this guy dahan for the for the blackhawks and so i'm like so i'm like yeah yeah i don't know and then i go like uh dahan fell down (laughs) that's that's what i said and Uh i i think in his mind he was like what the fuck are you talking about i wasn't fucking talking about that at all um and so, like, we kind of just blew past it. Did you hear that exchange, Jack? I did not. Okay, okay. So that way, that was funny. He was just like, "Yeah, it was was that was that Doc? Was that Kirby Doc?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know." And I was gonna say, like, I was gonna say, like, "Hey, man, you know what? I don't really know hockey that well. We're, I'm just trying to keep up." But sure, I didn't. I, I felt like that would have been cool, but I think what would have happened is he would have over, started over explaining hockey to me, which I didn't really want to happen either. Yeah. So, so whatever. So then he. He 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 asked me that and like I don't know like a half a period passes, and then he goes then he goes to me again like after yeah like twenty minutes or something he goes like oh yeah yeah it's Kirby Doc yeah so yeah his first name's Kirby and I'm like was that what he was asking me it's like I knew that 
Uh-huh. I, like I could have told. I mean, it could have been. Yeah, his name is Kirby Doc. And then he did say to me, he's like, Yeah, yeah, because I remember it because of the baseball player Kirby Puckett. And I just wanted to be like, yeah, Okay, yeah. If you want to talk baseball, like, let's do it. But, but hockey, I, I can't help you out. Um, so it was funny that he dropped like a, a Kirby Puckett on us and maybe kind of phrased it as if I maybe wouldn't have known Kirby Puckett. Um, so it was a funny little hockey thing that that yeah. hockey slash baseball thing that happened. It's it's a weird that's a weird pull too. You know, you wouldn't expect uh, Kirby Puckett to be brought up at a, a White uh, Blackhawks game mm-hmm. in, in 2022, um, especially if they're not playing like the Minnesota Wild. Especially so, by uh, a hippie. Hockey, for sure. Yeah, there's all kinds of weirdness to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that and one more fan thing. Those those people were really the only factors around us. There was wasn't really a whole lot fan wise going on. Yeah, um, I got everybody was. I got yeah. two little two little fan things, but um, we could talk about the people around us right now. Yeah, uh, there was um, a, a, these people sitting in front of us. There was four people. Again, it was two couples. Um, and one, you know, one of the couples, they were like, you know, they were a younger couple. They were probably in their, their thirties. Um, just like, uh, you know, uh, so yeah, around, around our age, Jeremy. Anyway, I, I, I mentioned to you cause the guy, this guy, uh, you know, he was with a, a lady and they, they took their, they picked, uh, masks off to like go and, and then those masks stayed off. Uh, it was like it was like Sylvester Stallone at the uh, at beginning of Judge Dredd. You know that mask is on for about ten minutes and it never never comes back off. Even though in the comic books Dredd never takes his his uh, helmet off. Anyway, I digress. Uh, so yeah, these people uh, they you know they take their their masks off and they they go like sort of in front of the the rink um, to take a uh, you know to get their picture taken. Sort of like people when they get their picture taken uh, you know uh, standing in front of the field at a baseball game. Similar thing. But anyway, I realized that this guy, uh, like, he, he had, like, a buzz cut and uh, a 5 o'clock shadow, and he had dark hair, and, like, he kind of he looked like Joey Votto, um, and, you know, his girlfriend was attractive, so I said to Jeremy, I was like, you know, yeah, he looks like a fucking low-rent Joey Votto, <laughs> and then Jeremy, of course, who was probably sad that I piled on this guy before he, he was able to, was like, yeah, I mean, he looks almost like a combination of Nick Castellanos and Joey Votto. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we were, we were, <laughs> he's, he was definitely like a, um, like by low rent, I think like you could say like, not as, not as like thick as like Joey Votto. Like he was more, he probably had more of a frame of a Nick Castellanos, but right. like looked more like Joey Votto. Um, so it's kind of, and considering that they were both Reds teammates, it was, it was a weird crossover that he kind of like looked like both of them. <laughs> Yeah, so that was the you know those people didn't really do anything other than that though. So that was just that was just kind of a thing. Um, like I, White Sox game, yeah. Well, let I, let me. I I feel like I should just talk about the two fan things right now, maybe. Um, that that happened. Uh, so the one was I, this. Uh, this one doesn't even pay off. It was just kind of a stupid thing that happened. But Jack, when I went to go to the bathroom, um, I don't know if I'm getting older or what, man. But I, I had to hit the bathroom between each. Uh, period between each intermission, which was a bummer, but um, I can't remember which one it was. But I I was in line. It was the first intermission uh, that I that it happened because there was a line to get into the bathroom because I, I went first. Um, and uh, <clears throat> there was like I think it was like a a dad and his son maybe, um, and they were like they were like so there was two people ahead of me, and then there was this dad and his son. And the line was like reaching out of the bathroom, um, and the guy, the 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 son, the dad, like squats down and starts tying his shoes. Like, oh, I got to tie my shoe. And then um, the line started moving, but the guy was still like 
tying a shoe. And like the two people in front of me who were in between us, they kind of were looking at the guy and they're like, is he going to start moving? Because we got to move with this line. And his son, his son, I think turned around and he's like, he's like, yeah, you guys can pass him. Like this guy doesn't know what he's doing. He's just tying a shoe. Like he, he's got to move. Like you guys should just pass him, you know? And like, and, and, and the dad was like, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, sure. Whatever. And then like, and the guys were laughing. They're like, yeah, man, Hey, you got to look alive. I don't know. They were saying something like joking around, getting in on it. And then some guy kind of comes out of nowhere um, from like further down the, the hallway and gets in that fills in that gap. And the guy turns around to him. He's like, Hey, sorry, man. The line, end of the line's back there. He's like, oh, oh, I didn't know. And then he like had to like, go back and go to the oh, back God. of the line. But it was like the guy was just saying like, yeah, go ahead, go in front of him or cut him. And then some guy does, and he's like, get, hey, man, get out of here, go to the back. <laughs> and then, uh, and then the the guy, yeah, this is why I was like, he's a dad because he said, because then the guy stands up and he's like, he starts talking to the guys in front of me, and he's like, he says, yeah, I can, hey, man, he's like. Listen, this line's nothing. He's like, I can remember back at the old stadium, uh, you know, waiting in, in those lines. And and one of the guys, the, the son said like, yeah, it was just like the troughs, right? It's like, oh, yeah. And it smelled horrible or something like that. Or he's like, you could smell it like when you walked, something like that. Or like, you knew when you were near the men's room. So he was saying something like that. And then I heard him say to the guys, he's like, you can thank Jordan for this. And I was like, what does that mean? You can think for what? For the better bathroom facilities, for the popularity, for building the new stadium. Like, is he implying that if Jordan ever happened, they would still be playing in the rundown Chicago stadium? Like, I don't I don't know. It was weird. He just said, You can thank Jordan for this. And uh it's like, okay. And then we all went on our ways and, and urinated. Um so that was like one little one little thing. I mean, honestly, it was surprising that we didn't hear that we didn't have more like kind of hockey guy experiences at the game. It was a slightly, if the game wasn't as good as it was, it would have been a letdown that we didn't have more fan stuff to, to report on. Um, but the one other fan thing that I have, um, which I think kind of sums up what I was looking for. And I don't think you heard this Jack, but um, this kind of summed up like what we were, I was expecting to hear uh, at, at Blackhawks games. And, it, it was fitting that it, it was fine that we only, I only heard one iteration of it because it, I feel like this conversation was probably happening throughout the whole stadium, but um, there were two people behind us and then two people behind them. And those people were having a conversation at one point, like late in the game. And um, the guy was, the guy was talking about, um, they were talking about the old stadium, which that's, that's another thing. It's like, I think everyone there has to acknowledge the old stadium. It's like, oh, yeah, back in the stadium, you know, this and that. I mean, I was doing it myself um, when we were teasing this episode. Um, but uh, the, 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 the guy was saying, like, yeah, you know, uh, back at the old stadium, you know, like, yeah, it was, it was a great time. And uh, he was like, the guy goes like, yeah, I did all the scaffolding at the, at the, the new Sox Park, all the scaffolding. And they're like, oh, yeah, you, you, you worked on it? And he's like, yeah, I worked on uh, I worked on that. I worked at Wrigley Field. I helped put. I worked on a team putting in the new lights. So I was like on the roof of uh, Wrigley Field, uh, and then he's like, and then when the Sox built the new park, I did all the scaffolding for that. So I helped build that park, <laughs> and it's like, of course, like everyone there did something. Like everyone there, <laughs> like is a wor- is like uh, the like you talk about like White Sox like working class. It's like it's kind of the same thing with with. Blackhawks. It's like, yep, I helped build uh, Chris Chelios's garage. Oh yeah, well I <laughs> I did the deck for 
for Carlton Fisk, you know, it's like everyone there like did some sort of construction project related to sports somehow. That's their connection to the team. So this guy like <laughs> did like the scaffolding when they were building the new park, which is cool, but it's like I mean, I don't know, man. Did they, did you get a ring in 08, in, in 05 then? <laughs> you know, yeah. cuz you put the scaffolding up like I don't know, but like I I could guarantee you we could have sat in any section and heard a very similar story. Uh, at the game that's just I think that's just like what Blackhawks fans are like sure um you know I particularly I think the uh yeah you can thank Jordan for this comment is funny because the United Center is is almost 30 years old yeah. at this point um and it's as far as NBA arenas go uh aside from Madison Square Garden it's got to be one of the oldest um yeah. I don't I don't know if it Boston is, is still like playing in their old arena no, too no but... that's a new that's newer yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I, I would say United Center is right up there with the oldest arenas in the, uh, the NBA. It, so it's, it's a relic. It's not bad. And they've done a lot of renovations in there, but, um, I mean, it's, it's probably, you know, probably in the grand scheme of things, it's kind of a piece of shit at this point. Um, and I, so I like that this guy is like marveling about these bathrooms, which were nothing special no, at all. They're actually not that great because there's like a wall of urinals and then there's like a, this big gap. And then there's like a wall where there's more ur- a couple more urinals and some stalls, but the other urinals are are hidden. And uh, I actually like went to one of the far ones because I thought I saw someone leave. And then when I left, I actually like kind of like waved another guy over to to my urinal because you couldn't see it from the entrance for the bathroom. So they're actually not great <laughs> no. at all. I would say. No. Um, yeah, the, the United Center, it's very similar to uh, the, the Bradley Center, the old Bradley Center in Milwaukee. I don't know if you ever went to a wrestling event there or anything, Jeremy. But, yeah, uh, yeah it's uh, yeah quite similar, built, built in similar eras. Uh, you know, Bradley Center maybe went up in 91. United Center was 94. So it does, it does kind of remind me of the old Bradley Center. Not that I miss it, but especially those, especially those bathrooms. Uh, so that's, uh, that's, that's funny that that guy would say that. Yeah, for sure. United Center is the fifth oldest uh, NBA stadium, Jack. Is it really? What are the What are the other four? The top uh, four? Madison Square Garden, uh-huh. um, the Target Center in Minnesota. Interesting. Been there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Utah Jazz Stadium. Okay. Uh, the Phoenix Suns Stadium. Okay. The Cavaliers, and then the Bulls. So. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's pretty crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah, it does not seem that old, but like, yeah, it, it's true. As soon as you said that, I was like, yeah, that uh, is old. The Celtics, I guess, moved out of the garden in, in 94. So 95 was Did the they? first year in their new stadium, the TD garden uh, arena or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's pretty crazy. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it, it's one of those things where like, there's no, if they were going to announce that they were going to build a new stadium, it's like, there's nothing wrong with the, the current one, but um yeah, I don't know, but that's yeah, that's funny. But uh, but yeah, definitely like, uh, I don't know. That's like that that conversation was just like um, classic, classic White Sox Blackhawks, uh, you know, fodder for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, and just like a White Sox game, there was a lot of uh, stuff that happened between play. Um, Jeremy and I were trying to figure out the intervals for like when they when they stop the game. If it's like you know in basketball, the under such and such minute timeout. Um, there didn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to it um, that I could figure out. It was like whenever there was a stoppage in play, whether it's like a penalty or whatever, maybe they would take a take a break. I don't know. But, um, yeah, there was some, uh, you know, le- as is the style at any professional sports game now, probably not NFL, but definitely baseball, basketball, and hockey. Um, they had an MC who walked around the uh, walked around the stadium 
Uh, I don't know what her name was, um, yeah. but uh, she wasn't bad. Uh, but uh, she hosted a bunch of uh, games that they would play with fans. Um, one of those games was called Rapid Fire. Um, so, uh, you know, a fan had to name as many Justin Bieber songs as they could in, like, uh, 20 seconds. And yeah. then they would they would go up against a pre-recorded version of a Blackhawks player trying to do the same thing. Uh, if they would have chosen me for this one, man, I would have had no, no idea. I think you named as many as the Blackhawks player did. I think you named three. Yeah. But, you know, I don't... Maybe I know, like one Justin Bieber. No, but you know what? No, that song I was thinking of was a One Direction song. So, <laughs> you know, it, same thing, right? But uh, yeah. So anyway, that that was one of the games. Yeah, that was, that was, that was, I, the woman didn't do well at that, but I had a feeling the Hawks player was not going to win that one and he did not. So they did that. Um, they did, I'm not even sure if I put it on the chat here, but or on the, uh, the notes here, but they did do, um, a like a uh, password sort of thing where they had to like name. It was kind of funny. They were like name some like it was like so the player sees the word and they have to make or the phrase and they have to make the other player guess what it is. And so with one of the categories was like name something that's sticky. And the guy was like tape when you tape when you tape your stick the other side of the tape. Like both guys, it was two teams uh, that went up against each other and both of them used that as an example of something that's sticky. Um, yeah. Because yeah, it's like. Uh, what what's hockey related? Uh, you know that that I could, that's sticky. Like they have no yeah. other frame of reference. <laughs> something hockey related. So that that was kind of funny. Um, they did a dance cam. Um, at uh, the first intermission, they did um a pretty cool thing, which was uh they had a youth hockey relay race. Um, so two different teams from like I think they were from like high schools around the Chicagoland area. Uh, went up against each other like they they had to skate this like kind of obstacle course they started off like having to jump over this like low stick and then they had to like go in between these cones and then circle back and then they had to do like this dive underneath a stick uh that was like elevated by some on some platforms which was pretty cool um and like the whole team did it and then like the goalies had to do it at the end and it kind of came down to like a photo finish um but it was kind of it was kind of harrowing watching the goalies having to to skate like really fast in all the gear. It was, and yeah, one one of the goalies knocked over the uh, the, the winning team. Their yeah. goalie like knocked over the uh, the the mats that were like being used to elevate this bar for that last one, where they had to slide under it. And I was like, well, that should have disqualified him then. You know, he didn't get he didn't get penalized for that at all. Uh, and the other guy like got through the thing clean, and he got under it clean. So I, th- I thought that was kind of kind of BS, but man, yeah. like those those kids could those kids could skate. Um, yeah. Like you know, neither one of us knows how to ice skate. I have no <laughs> desire to learn. It, it just, I, I'm just I'm too I'm too old at this point. It's not going to happen. I'm never I will never you know I will never play Hamlet, and I'm never going <laughs> to know how to skate. It's never never going to happen. So I don't I don't I don't care. Um, but, uh, it, I do, I do think it's impressive, um, when people are, are good skaters. And so these kids were, these kids were all really good. Um, they must've been kind of nervous too. I mean, there were a lot of people in the stands, um, watching this. So that was, that was a cool opportunity for them to do that. 
Um, and at, at one point too, they posted world record. So they were <laughs> yeah, they were right. ti- it was a relay race. So they were timing. It was like five kids had to get through this uh, obstacle course um, or whatever you call it. And so they said like the world record for it was like a minute and eight seconds or something. Yeah, minute so we were one- or something. Yeah, minute whatever it was. Yeah, and so we were wondering like, is that like a Guinness World Record? Like, is there a world record on the line for this, or yeah. is that just a is that just a Blackhawks record like for this game that they play between the first and second period? I don't I don't know. Yeah, or is it just an arbitrary thing they put on the board and they don't <laughs> think anyone would notice? Um, but we did. Um, so yeah, that was that was funny. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was cool. Um, that they did that in, in the first intermission. They did a thing called Jersey or Hockey Math. It was called where this woman. So this was kind of funny. So there was um, the woman, the host. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot what her name. Like Alyssa, I want to say. That's the mm-hmm. one from the Black Ho- or from the White Sox. So I, mm-hmm. although it would be funny if they just named the woman the host was. All, they were all named Alyssa, and <laughs> like it was just like a character that they're all playing. It's like you've been hired to be the Alyssa for the White Sox this season, but um, anyway, so she was doing this thing, and she's like, "All right, we're gonna play hockey math here, and and my contestant here is uh, she's from Germany, and like they made a big deal about this woman being like German, so she she spoke with an accent, like a German accent, and uh, and uh, she was like, like, you know, and so so she would give them two players, and she had to like do the math, so it would be like um. For White Sox, it would be like Jose Abreu minus, uh, you know, Dallas Keuchel equals. And then whatever that number is, that's also a player. And so she had to say the number, I guess, and the player and to get it right. And like she kept like and she she was getting them all right. And it, it was it, it seemed pretty hard. I mean, I guess if if they asked me like for Cubs, I would be able to do it like, you know, sure. no, no problem. But, you know, it would be like, yeah. So what Jonathan Taves plus Patrick Kane equals and she'd be like. Uh, Mark, Mark Flory, and like, and like, they're really, she's like, yes, that's correct, and like, she kept like, you know, uh, and then the third one was like, you know, uh, um, whatever, Seth Jones, and like, uh, and and she got like all three of them right or whatever, and everyone went crazy, and I felt like they were. I feel like they were patronizing her just because she had a German accent. I don't know, Jack. Like it was, they seemed like extra excited for her. Um, be, I think because she was a woman and because she had an accent, I don't know. It yeah, weird. it was it was definitely strange. I'm not a big like uh, numbers guy in terms of I don't know I, I like numbers um, as far as like sports statistics, but just knowing the numbers of players. Numbers, um, yeah. I, I I you know I don't even know if I could tell you what like Kristen Yelich's number is. Maybe it's like 22, but it's just it's no for whatever yeah. reason that doesn't stick in my head. I, I know the Cubs one's better. Like Bryant is 44. I mean Rob the Rizzo's 44. And Bryant is 17, um, and you know I maybe I know a couple other ones, but I don't think I would have been successful at this. So this this lady did pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jack, if they ever ask you to do it, just put on a fake, uh, you know, Slavic <laughs> accent or something, and and yeah. you'll, you'll really get a pop from the crowd. No, yeah, right, right, for sure. Um, yeah, well, I guess with my last name, it would be it would be believable too. Um, right. I so I I went out <clears throat> uh, between the second and third periods. I went out to get a Polish dog, so I missed the shoot the puck. Yeah, promotion. which is like a, a thing for Black. I know I know enough to know that that's like a thing for Blackhawks games, and so yeah, that happened at the beginning of the second intermission. So they usually get. I think like we we talked about this on the podcast before, but Steve Dahl used to talk about it um, on his show. 
they would have they have three people like stand at center ice and they have a thing over the hockey net um, with three little slots at the bottom and you're, you're supposed to hit the puck if you can hit the puck in one of those three little <laughs> slots you know you win or something I don't even know what the fuck you win but like they always have three people to do it they have a little kid uh, a hot girl and like a fat guy <laughs> <laughs> and uh-huh. like and like the 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 kid the the crowd cheers they always cheer for the hot girl sometimes they cheer for the kid and they always boo the fat guy so mm-hmm. um this time they had a little kid uh, a hot girl and um they had like a special guest so they had a a, a woman who was like the coach of the northwestern field hockey team and it, from the video that they were showing it looks like maybe they won a championship or something um, when she was third, no one else got it. Like the kid, little kid didn't do it. The woman, the, the, the girl didn't do it. Um, and then, uh, the, the field hockey coach like missed the first two and then she got the third one and it was pretty awesome. Like the, she got like a huge pop from the crowd and then they had her, I don't know if this is part of it or not, but they had, then they had her turn around and shoot into the other goal and she shot one thing into that goal and got, got it in as well. And so everyone went crazy. And then, uh, I don't, I don't remember what she won. Like she had won won something. She it should should have been a big prize, but a major award. But I don't I don't know. She won something, and I heard her say like I'm a two time winner now. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's just the shoot the puck. It's not the, <laughs> you know, the Big Ten championship. But um, but yeah. So that was I don't know. It was kind of funny. Um. So so yeah. That was uh. That was I'm glad I saw that. I if I would have remembered it, Jack, I would have told you to wait until afterwards because it didn't last very. It didn't last last that long. Sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was over pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, <clears throat> during this, during this time I had gone up to go to the bathroom, um, and, uh, maybe get something to eat. Cause I, I was getting pretty hungry, uh, uh, by this point. So I, you know, I went to the, I went to the bathroom and, and then I decided to get a dog. Um, so I got in line at the, the, the concession stand that was nearest our section in the 300 level. It was called Chicago dish. Yeah. 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 Um, I think Jeremy at the beginning of the game when he was checking out the menu there, uh, I think he, he you interpreted that to mean like Chicago deep dish, uh, yeah. but they did not did not in fact have any pizza no. at this at not this a slice stand. to be seen. No, <laughs> no, no. So it was kind of a, kind of an interesting choice for a name. Um, I decided to get a Polish dog, um, but as I was standing in line, it was like uh, it was one person in front of me, like, uh, and so I, I, I got in that line, and there was another line, too, where there were, like, two people in the queue uh, behind the person who was being served, and I was like, okay, well, I'll just go in this one that's shorter, and uh, bad call, man, oh, bad no. call, it was, the, the, that's probably why I missed shoot the puck, it was just the classic case of, like, just, you know, I don't understand what, what took so long about this transaction, um, and it was for like a bottle of water. It was like this younger oh, couple, this guy and this girl who were maybe like in their early 20s. And it was just like they were trying to buy a fucking bottle of water, but it seemed like they had placed the order online or something like that. Oh, and it was just like I had no yeah. clue what was going on. And they kept looking at their phone and the guy kept looking at their phone. And, I, you know, the, the guy's name on his fucking thing, his last name was Chitwood. Uh, <laughs> and all I, all I could think about was Hoosiers. And it's like... In that, the fucking, you know, Jimmy Chitwood is, like, the hero of the story. I think he, he <laughs> makes, makes like, the winning shot. Um, and this just could not have been further removed from, from that. Um, also, I bet that guy gets that a lot, probably, um, about his last name. Or not. I don't know how, I don't know how famous that I, movie is anymore. I wonder if this is the same guy who served me, Jack. 
Well, okay, so this guy was not wearing a mask either. Yes. Like he, okay. he also he was also doing the throat the throat thing. We got to come up with a name for that. You know, I guess for lack of a better term, the ch- the chin strap. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, he wasn't. Uh, yeah, that same wasn't guy. Wearing, yeah, same guy. So uh, anyway, like for mine, for my Polish, of course, my transaction took like you know five seconds, and I was all set. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, you went you you were served by the same guy, huh? Yes, I was. And it's it's funny because they flip the they, they have you like swipe your card and sign like this this thing and they ask you for a tip. And I was like, this guy could not be trying to wear his mask anymore or trying any like trying any less to wear his mask. And I'm like, I'm supposed to tip this guy like that's I don't I think this is a this is definitely one of those situations where I don't feel bad not tipping someone because it's like, dude, we you know. I'm wearing my mask, you know, whatever. I, some people don't care, but I feel like if you, if someone is coming up to you with their mask on, pull your mask up. I don't know, whatever. Um, but yeah, so I ended up getting a brat. Um, I really did want to get a, a Maxwell street Polish, um, mm. but I thought it would be a little messy, but then, then they asked me if I wanted sauerkraut on my, on my brat. <laughs> and I said, yes. Uh, so it, 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 I might as well have just gotten the, the Maxwell street, but, um, but yeah, I got a brat with with kraut, which is pretty cool. Like that they have kraut. I don't even think, I think White Sox they used to have kraut. I'm not even sure if they do anymore. Um, but even when they did, they would give it to you in this weird little like package, like a little baggy type of thing. Um, so I got it. I will give them credit. Like when the guy asked me if I wanted kraut, that normally would have been a tippable thing because like i don't know i felt like he was like looking out for me but then he also didn't have a mask on so i don't know uh it's an imperfect situation i guess but yeah that was definitely the same guy he kind of looked like he kind of looked like steve mcmichael a little bit or something like i don't know he kind of looked like a wise guy a little bit but yeah i don't know but yeah he wasn't the hero of this story no, no, certainly no, no last second shots were, were made by him. Um, but the brat, the Polish was good though. That was, yeah. that was, uh, it was excellent. Um, bra, bra, bra. Yeah. My brat was good too. Nice. Very good. Um, yeah. So just as far as, uh, just a few things about actual gameplay here. Um, you know, uh, there, it was, a the final score was four to three. Um, there, there were, yeah, it went, went over time. There were players for both teams who scored two goals. Guy, uh, a guy named Johnson on the avalanche scored two for them. Um, and then uh, uh, I think it's Alex Alex Debrinkant, um, uh, for Debrinkit, the uh, yeah. Is it Debrinkit? Yeah. Okay. There, there you go. So that's my that's my ignorance. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, he scored two name. for. The, it is. It yeah, it definitely is a weird name. So he scored two for the uh, the Hawks, which was cool because Jeremy, before the game, you uh, told me that he was probably their best player at this point. So it was cool. And so, we also yeah. saw Taves. We also saw Taves score a goal for the Blackhawks, which was neat. Um, it was, yeah, it was weird. Um, th- there were spurts. So in the first, the first period, the Avalanche uh, were winning two to nothing after the first period. But both of their goals came within about three minutes of each other, it seemed. And yeah. then in the, the, I think it was the second period, um, uh, Debrinkit scored two or, uh, but they were like, they were right in succession. So he scored, you know, yeah, I think, yeah, he scored two, like they were 40, with, 40 seconds apart. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, it was weird how the, the scoring in this game happened in spurts. I'm not sure if that's a normal thing for, for hockey. 
like for one team to just have the momentum like that. But uh, also, the the uh, Hawks scored one goal uh, during a power play where they had five players on the ice, and the, the Avalanche only had th- uh, three. The Avalanche had two guys in a penalty box. So the Hawks, of course, scored. Um, it's weird how, how much of a factor power plays are in hockey, especially when it's five guys against three. You wouldn't think it would make that much of a difference, but like the team with five guys on the ice just totally just totally dominates. Like the Avalanche never uh, had the puck offensively um, during that stretch at all. It was just like the Blackhawks were just teeing off and taking shot after shot at the goal. It was kind of kind of cool to see. It was pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. It's like a war of attrition kind of. It's like those guys. And they have like, I forgot too, they have like penalty killing guys. So like I think those guys are just there to just try to fucking like, you know, get in the way of the, the puck. And like, yeah, the first time the, the Hawks had a power play, the avalanche kept clearing the puck back down the ice. And so like the Hawks couldn't take full advantage of it the first time. But, uh, but yeah, they were uh, just, um, you know, they were when the Hawks had that, that five to three advantage, um, you know, they were able to push through, but, but yeah, so that was cool. Um, uh, so yeah, it was, I think, I don't know. Debrinket is like, um, he's like, where did I see it? He's tied for 56th in the league in points. So I don't know. Um, you know, maybe what about goals? Oh, let me see goals. Cause he's got 20 goals. Yeah. He's, um, he's tied for fourth in the league with in goals. So, okay. yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, I, I, I'm, I'm no expert, but it seems to me like that means that's pretty good, you know? Yeah. So, right. Doesn't have a lot of assists. That's why he's kind of lower in, in points, but, um, but yeah, so that's, uh, so that's cool. Um, I was going to say like the guy who scored the second goal for Colorado, his name was new hook. And I'm like, Jesus, what a fucking hockey name. Like new hook. It's like, like, what's your name? Like Alex, uh, what's your last name? Uh, well, I don't have a last name. It's like, well, what do you want it to be? And it's like, well, uh, I just got a new hook for fishing. So how about new hook? It's like, okay, you're Alex new hook. Then welcome in. So that's how I anticipated that. Uh, ancestor exchange going but um yeah so so that was cool um we did uh we thought uh you know the hawks we were hoping for a shootout then the hawks scored that third goal right at the end to make it three two so we we're like whoa we might actually see the hawks win so that's cool then the 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 avalanche got a goal right at the end to send it to overtime uh or maybe not right at the end but close close to the end uh, so they did play overtime, and uh, I'll I'll go ahead and admit right now that I had no idea about the hockey overtime rules. Sure. Um, and so it's three on three in overtime, which is crazy. And I was I was looking it up, and they said that it's been like that since like 2005 or so, or since 2015, the 2015 2016 season. But they said for years there were four skaters on each side, but the NHL adopted the three-on-three format at the start of the 15-16 season. But I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that before that that it was four-on-four in overtime. So I have to admit I just did not know that rule at all. Um, So I guess even back when I was a kid watching, if there was overtime, it would be four-on-four, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, um, uh, and I had forgotten that it was uh, the overtime was sudden death in the NHL. Um, I think maybe I had like an NHL video game when I was a kid where I may have I may have briefly known that. But uh, yeah, when the uh, I thought it was going to be like basketball where they they played the whole five minutes uh, of overtime regardless. 
And so then when the Avalanche scored uh, on a pretty sick move by yeah. uh, one of their Dakar, defensemen. I think his um, name was. Yeah, it was, I think it was like Kale Dakar. Um, Dakar hockey yeah. does have some great names. I'll say yeah. that about hockey. They're, they're, the Avalanche's goalie was named Darcy Kemper. Um, good, you know, good stuff. But uh, yeah, he, the, he, this guy, this uh, Dakar guy just made this like sick move where he did like a, he just like faked the Blackhawks player out and like uh, did a spin move and just went right for the the Blackhawks goal and just and scored. It was it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was uh, it was an awesome play. If you watch the replay too, it was it was it was it was it was sick. There's no other yeah. way to describe it. it. It felt cool because I was like when we saw it in real time, I was like, oh man, like that was a, if like that was the move right there. And uh, it was good to hear like the the announcers kind of go crazy for it too because it it seemed to me like that was a pretty special move. And the guy who we faked out was Kirby Doc. Yeah. It so out. I was I was reading Blackhawks Reddit and like they hate Kirby Doc. Um, okay. They want him to be sent down to the minors. Um, and it, it seems like what happened on that play. And again, this is just my ignorance of not knowing much about hockey. But I can see I can see how like something like this would have been the case. Is that like Doc? Like he overcommitted on defense, mm-hmm. um, whatever that means in hockey. And uh, you know he just like left that lane open, and that Dakar basically just like ate his lunch. Um, so yeah, it was a it was a cool uh, cool move to see. And you know we commented several times throughout the game, like when uh, when when you actually see like the passing happen, and like you know then a guy gets a real good shot off like immediately after a good pass. Yeah. Uh, you, you can see why people would would like hockey. But, um, you know, just I I think you can also just see why this is the NHL and like why these guys play at the very highest level in the world. Uh, Some of the stuff's pretty impressive. Yeah, for sure. Like you get a nice one timer. Uh, I was talking about that term, one of the few hockey terms I know. But like, um, yeah, it was. uh, Yeah, it's 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 a thing of beauty when like you see like a well-executed score. Um, And uh, yeah, that was a good play. Yeah. at the end of regulation, um, I think Jonathan Taves had kind of like a, a, a slight breakaway as time was expiring. Um, and he got, he had a shot on goal, like right as time was expiring. And, uh, it, it was, uh, at that exact moment, the hippie guy was talking to me. Um, just like we, that's when we really got into it. Um, and, uh, I forgot what he was, he was talking. I don't even, he was talking about like, Oh, like one of Troy Murray and the Hawks or something is like his neighbor and something about his his cousin, like the the Hawks cousin, like played on some his sister's team or something. I don't know. It was some kind of uh, convoluted web of a story he was telling me, and it's like <laughs> and, and like right as that last shot was going off, which seems like would have been like a big, almost like a play at the plate, like in baseball, to like in the bottom of the ninth. Um, and this guy was just kind of like chat, like yapping away. And, uh, you know, I was like, I was, I was like looking at the play and then when it happened, I said like, Oh, glove save. And like, I like looked at him and he's like, he, he was like, non, he was like unfazed by that. And even when the, um, even when, uh, the score, the goal happened in overtime, the guy, I heard the guy say to his friends, he's like, I didn't even realize it was overtime. So oh I don't God. know if he was really drunk or what was going on, but, but yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it was, I was, I was baffled. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it was happening because the guy was just, um, there was no urgency to what he was saying to you. He was just like, 
He was just telling you a, a it's it was like the real life version of how uh, if you're a baseball announcer, you're not supposed to start an anecdote with two outs. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah exactly. Um, it was like th- there were 20 seconds left in this uh, tie game. The players are just going balls out, like trying to score a, a goal and just win the game. It was the most exciting moment in the, uh, in the game. It was the climax of the game, and this guy was just talking to you about bullshit, and like he was just droning, he was just droning on. And you were being polite to him, but uh, just when this last play was happening, it was like uh, Taves was like he was like just uh, like roaring towards the goal, like ready to take this last shot as time expired. And you know, if he would have made it, like the roof would have blown off the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. here's this guy just like in the middle of a conversation with you. Yeah, and it was so inane. I do, I don't even remember what it, he was saying. It was no. something something about like a, yeah, a cousin of a player and his uncle or aunt or whatever and like jesus i yeah it was it was uh i don't know it's hard to follow <laughs> and, and then uh then even um i think it was maybe during overtime so like you know you you continued to talk to him after after the uh that that last shot by taves happened because the guy was still just talking and then uh, eventually it got around i think this is when he asked you about like how long it had been since you've been to a, a hawks game or something okay. and so then it was revealed that you, know, you revealed to him that it was my first ever game and then oh, yeah. he, he he looks at me and he's like, oh, oh, well, welcome. And then he gestures, he gestures at like the whole United Center as if like <laughs> he's the ambassador for the Blackhawks, like welcoming me to this to this game. Right. Um, I mean, he was being, you know, his intentions were pure. Like he was being a nice guy, but it was like it was just like a, a nerdy, like awkward thing to do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. When he had like a perfectly good girlfriend sitting next to him that he could have been paying attention <laughs> yeah. to. But right. But um but yeah, so that was funny. Uh the game ended and like, you know, the crowd cleared out pretty damn quickly. Uh you know, uh disappointed in the overtime loss. Um I uh grabbed my jacket and uh we kind of like headed out um of the uh of the arena. I'm kind of I was going to put my jacket on like in the stands, but again, it's so damn hot that I'm like, I'll just carry it and put it on at some point before we get to the, the door. Um, we, we got, we were just about to go down the stairs. I was like, Hey, hold on. Let me put my jacket on, put it on, go down the stairs, exit the United center, start walking down Madison Avenue towards the car, uh, or Madison. Uh, yeah. Madison street, whatever. Um, and, um, like we walked past like the stadium and I'm like, ah, oh, shit, my hat. My, so my winter hat. So, um, you know, we didn't even give the full um, for, foreshadowing, but we were look, when I was looking at that hat way back at the beginning of this episode in the uh, in the gift shop, um, you know, I was like, yeah, I just got this new hat anyway. And like I told Jack that I had just lost it. I like I had I dropped it going into a comedy show I went to a couple weeks ago and I found it on the street after the show. It had like, I had dropped it when I crossed the street and it was still out there. So I got it, I washed it and it had a second life. And then Jack said like, you know, what'd you say, Jack? I, well, I said, I never buy nice winter hats. Cause I lose, I, I lose at least one winter hat a, per winter. Cause you know, yeah. you just, you, you're at a place like a Blackhawks game and you take it off and you set it down and you just, you forget to put it on and then yeah. you're, you know, you're, you're outside. And so when you were looking at that bulls hat, I said, yeah, man, that's a cool hat, but like, I wouldn't want to buy it cause I would just lose it. Right. Um, which would definitely happen. So we had both commented about like how we lose, you know, lose hats <laughs> and you know, and and here it happened to you. Yeah, um, and and like what? Later. 
yeah, three hours later. And then when you realized it too, you were like looking back in the stadium and stuff and you're like, ah, oh, oh shit, you know, like, but you can't, like the one thing you cannot do when you leave a sports stadium, like after the game is you can't, you can't get back in. Like usually, usually under any circumstances, maybe if you well, lost your wallet, but I, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're probably not going to let you back in to go to the third deck to look for your hat. Well, Jack, I have a story about that, actually. I know this episode's going on pretty damn long here, but I have a story about that, which uh-huh. I guess I can, I, sh- I might as well tell it right now. This is another classic Jeremy late episode story. But Yeah, I was going to say that when you mentioned hippies, dude, there was that one story about how you hated hippies. This right. is like the, this is like the 1145 SNL sketch. But anyway. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. That's great. Those are always my favorite sketches anyway. Yeah. Um, but uh, so me and uh, former guest Ben Perkins, um, we took a trip to New York in 2008, um, and uh, I think we talked about this on the podcast. But um, we sat in Sandy Alomar's seats, which is this is not that's not the story. Like mm-hmm. so Ben worked. This is another one of the stories. Like the, the hippie was telling me is like Ben's coworker's sister was married to Sandy Alomar, and he left us tickets and because he, <laughs> he was a coach for the Mets. And so anyway, we sat uh, like in really nice seats in in uh, Shea, Old Shea Stadium, um, and so. This is actually the next game we set. We went to two games in a row. Anyway, I had um I didn't have a I had a regular flip phone at the time, but I had an iPod Touch, and uh, I I had like I don't know like a cup or something, and I had the iPod Touch in the cup holder and behind the cup, and we like we the game ends. We walk out of Shea Stadium. We go down all the ramps and everything to go out. We walk out of the state. I take like three or four steps out of the stadium. And I'm like, oh shit, my iPod. And I had forgotten the iPod in the cup holder at fucking Shea Stadium in New York City. Oh, like, man. And I was like, what the, oh fuck. Like, like <laughs> that thing's like $200. Like, I can't, I, and I was just, I just turned around and I was, I'm like, I'm like, Ben, my iPod. And he's like, go, go, go. And like, I just turned around and I, I ran back in. And I'm not even sure, I don't even remember if there was a person there. I think there was a person there. And he was like, sir. And I'm like, I left my iPod. I left my iPod. And then the, the guy was like, okay. And then like, I just went, I got back in. Like, I kind of just blew past him. I think he could tell. I think he, because I was only like four steps out of the stadium. Like, he might have even saw me walk out and then turn right <laughs> yeah. back. So I got back in. I ran up like all these ramps, ran back to my seat. And because it was hidden behind like my cup, it was still there. And wow. I got it. I got it. And I came back down and Ben was there and he's like, you fucking lucky fuck. Like, yeah. like, I was like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And then we got like on this, on the, the subway and went back into Manhattan or whatever, but it was crazy. It was like, in of all the places, like, you know, New York city seems like such a, an unforgiving, you know, cutthroat city. Um, it's like figured it would have been like long gone, but I somehow got, got it back, which was a you know, personal success story. And maybe, uh, you know, so that that's why, Jack, I was like, I feel like <laughs> like I can make things happen sometimes, even when they're not supposed to happen. And uh, I was like, maybe I could have got back up there. But I was like, it, in the end of, at the end of the day, it wasn't a very expensive hat. And I got it on Amazon so I can just repurchase the, the new the replacements already on its way, Jack. I already okay. ordered right. it Good. last night, but. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, I was hey, I was gonna say, Jeremy, though, like you know, you don't you don't like to 
you don't like to lose things, man. I mean, nobody That's likes true. to lose things, but like, you know, <laughs> you you were, you know, you looked high and low for a pen cap after right. uh, after a Brewers game. Like that walk down Madison Avenue um, after you realized you lost your hat, it was like somebody died, man. <laughs> like it was, hard you, were, to, you were not happy. It's hard to accept because I have a system, Jack. Like, and and when you have a system and the system breaks down, it, it's it's a disappointing. I usually fold the hat up and put it in my sleeve. That's my system, if you want to call it a system. And, like, I don't know where the breakdown was, but, like, yeah. You try to create a, a system where you don't lose it, and then you lose it, and it's, it's hard to accept. But I will say that the hat was blue and yellow, and it was St. Louis Blues colors. And so maybe I was tempting the hockey gods by wearing that hat into, like, a Blackhawks game. So maybe that's why I lost it. Uh, I won't make well, that mistake will- again. Yeah, you you also uh, you know hypothesized that you know if that fucking hippie hadn't been talking to you so much, right. you might you might not have lost it. Or I honestly, I was saying like it's like you know I feel like someone gets up, you look down under their seat or whatever, <laughs> and then if they leave something, you're like, yo, buddy, you left this. You know, it's like that guy was just like he didn't even know what was happening in the game, so like I couldn't have relied on him to have looked down and saw like, oh, hey, dude, your hat. So like right. I don't know I don't even know where the hell the hat ended up, um, but uh, but yeah so it was a it was a bummer, um, and uh, yeah but the replacement's on its way so as soon as I get that in I'm not gonna I'm gonna just pretend like it never happened, <laughs> uh, uh. so so yeah but uh, that was a, an unfortunate casualty of the event but uh, but yeah so that was our uh, that was our excursion to the Blackhawks game, yeah it was fun Jeremy I go again. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it was like a really good game. Um, like, I think for someone who's not, you know, for a couple of guys like us who don't know anything about hockey and are like looking to like just have a good time, like we couldn't have asked for a better game other than maybe the Hawks pulling out the win. But uh, it was a, it was a damn good game. It was entertaining, and uh, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, uh, it was very very uh, very good. Um, so that was the end of that. I just want to talk real quick. Um, uh, just baseball stuff. A couple base. Not <clears throat> there's still no baseball things. There are not even apparently any plans to have any negotiations between the union and management, which is just like fucking super annoying. There's a story that came out on uh, MLB trade rumors. Oh, Cameron Maben retired, which is a funny thing. Oh. There was all these story. There was like stories on my Cubs blogs that I follow. Where it was like ex-Cub Cameron Maben announces retirement. It's like, was he that much of an ex-Cub that this belongs on this story on this uh, blog? But so that happened. Um, but then um, there's a story that came out that Adam Eaton is considering retirement, uh, possible coaching position with Angels. So. <laughs> That says the 33-year-old Eaton is, quote, at least considering retirement, uh, according to Ken Rosenthal, um, the uh, the recently ousted from MLB Network, Ken Rosenthal, uh, in part because the Angels discussed a coaching position with him prior to the lockout, which kind of sounds like um, – it's it's kind of like one of those things where, like, someone said, like, yeah, hey, uh, Adam, yeah, who, hey, who knows, man, maybe he could be a coach on the team one day. And then he's like – then he comes home and he's like, Oh, uh, I, I think I'm going to become a coach with them, knowing what we know about Adam Eaton that he's not the sharpest tool in the shed. I this may have been just a, a passing comment, and now he's ready to retire. He's like, "All right, here I go. I'm ready to be the coach." And they're like, ah, "Dude, we were just kind of ju- we were just being polite." And he's like, "Oh," uh, and he's like, "Let me go. Let me try to unfile those papers or something." Like, I don't know. So like, I. I I don't know. It would be interesting to see Adam Eaton as a coach. Um, the guy. Yeah, seems to be you know 
sharp as a you know as a dull uh garden hoe or something so like i don't really know if i want him coaching anybody uh on my team but uh but i thought that was a funny story um so yeah no it, it, it is yeah, yeah it's sort of like uh i haven't seen the movie cable guy in a long time but uh <laughs> you know it's like it's like when jim carrey just latches on to matthew broderick you know it's right. like same thing with adam eden doing that to joe madden yeah exactly so we'll see what ends up happening with that um so we could wrap we could save anything else for for the next time because with that uh you know it's a long time away but i do want to say um you know uh follow be sure to follow us on twitter we're, we're I don't know, Jack. I think we we should maybe do a little more, uh, be better at uh, plugging our social media and everything these sure. these years. And you know, subscribe, like, uh, you know, subscribe, uh, rate us on uh, on on whatever podcast uh, platform you listen to us on. Tell your friends, whatever. But uh, on Twitter, we're going to be doing a thing. We're going to attempt to do this for the whole year. Um, we're doing um, hashtag rain delay player of the day. Um, so. We're posting a new player every day for the year of 2022, um, and uh, yeah, we're you know five in so far. Uh, today was uh, one of my personal faves, uh, Billy Joe Robido, um, formerly of the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, so we're posting a picture, trying to find like a good baseball card of a guy to post, but um, we got uh, their baseball reference there. And like, if you follow the hashtag Rain Delay Player of the Day, um, you'll get all of uh all of our posts for the year um I'm, you know we're encouraging people to participate in this as well um to to post your own player of the day uh but uh we'll we'll be trying to bring that to you uh every day this year just to get a little more presence on social media and you know just rehash what basically what we do every episode where we talk about a guy you know now we're just we're gonna find more outlets to do that daily so yeah we've had some had some good guys so far some classic baseball bums yeah um you know five down like twenty thousand plus players to go so right be fun. yeah there should be yeah we should definitely be able to find 365 guys to kind of chuckle about so <laughs> yeah definitely um uh yeah so uh yeah so follow that um and uh, that's, the, uh, the twitter handles rain delay pot at rain delay pot on twitter and the hashtag <laughs> is rain delay player of the day yeah, absolutely. You can also find us on Instagram uh, as well. Um, leave Rain, the same handle. Yeah, Rain Delay Pod, and then raindelaytheater.com if you want to check out uh, old episodes. Although uh, you might also want to just go to a SoundCloud uh, to do that as well, which is SoundCloud.com/slash Rain Delay Theater the Pod. Um, and uh, yeah, I think um, yeah, I think we uh, I think we can step up our social media game a little bit. So um, it's starting with the player of the day. So so tune in for those. Uh, they they've been a hit so far. I think so. Uh, more to come. Yeah, and uh, you know, next week is going to be episode one hundred and fifty. So we're halfway to the two hundred mark. Yeah, or, that's pretty. Well, crazy. I mean, one, episode one hundred would be halfway to the two hundred mark, but we're. You know what I mean. <laughs> three, we're three quarters of the way there. Um, yes. So that there, there you go. Um, some quick math, but uh, yeah. So um, that's crazy though. One fifty. Yeah, I hadn't really, it hadn't really dawned on me yet that uh, it was one fifty. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's here. It's upon us. So that that should be a good one. All right. Very good. Well, uh, yeah, we should probably sign off now. So for Rain Delay Theater, I'm Jack Sukowski. and I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next time. Later. Later.